injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're along for the ride on a Tuesday installment of the program. Our Tuesdays are always brought to you by my friends at the Nimnik Family of Dealerships. You know, if, uh, if I'm talking about sports, Nimnik's sponsoring it. They do such a great job. Nimnik Chevrolet on Cassett Avenue. Nimnik Buick GMC is on Phillips Highway. Billy Nimnik, Lee Nimnik, that wonderful family. They do a terrific job. Thanks to the Nimnik's for sponsoring our show uh, every Tuesday. And gosh, for about as long as I can remember. A Nimnik Family of Dealerships Tuesday always. Frangie, Carlion, uh, Lauren Bricks, Lauren Brooks, not Bricks, Lauren Brooks. Uh, Andrew Gibson here. I am. Um, I do brick of uh, basketball very, very, very well. Maybe that's though. what I was thinking. That or and you or you hang out at the brick and they're the bricks. The or bricks, whatever. yeah, so absolutely. That. So, so all that, that is works, also true. All that Music, together. bingo, yeah. love it. So there's all that. Uh, hey, Carline is here. Um, how you doing? Are you good? Doing great. Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I uh, I hope today, by the way, is a good day to. I, I, I'm so sad about the Mike Leach uh, news. Really, really, really sad news. And we will mourn. Is and I don't know him very well. I know the um, I know the story again. I told the story that I talked to him the one time for forty minutes, and I, I told you guys that story yesterday, and I told uh, uh, Joe and me and Matt that story a moment ago. So, but I don't really know him. Still, and I, we interviewed him a couple times at media days, but but I know the story. I feel like I know him better because of all the stories. You feel like he's any one of those guys that you feel like you know better than you do because you've heard all the stories and. You feel like you know the guy? He's a, he's a you feel like you know the guy guy. Oh, absolutely. I, I actually said that to Hayes yesterday in one of the breaks. I was like, it feels like I know Mike Leach yeah. because he is so interesting, right? He's not just X's and O's like we've you know heard people say all day long. And like you said, Matt Hayes' his tribute was fantastic. To me, one of the most poignant ones just happened when Alyssa Lang, yeah. who's you know, worked here for a while, is talking to him about wedding advice. Right. And that was so off the cuff, but so natural and, and so funny that I'm sure that will resonate with her when she gets married. Yeah, he was uh, the ultimate character. And, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing the stuff. I felt like I'd seen a lot of Mike Leach material right. until this morning on Twitter Correct. where there was – I don't know, a hundred great, yeah. you know, videos or stories that people had posted. And, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it's, he's, he's the genuine article. It's, there's never going to be another one like him. And, uh, and it, it's incredibly tragic what's happened to him. Really um, and it, it does, you know, make you wonder there's, there's people lobbying, you know, for his, uh, candidacy as a hall of fame coach and his win percentage doesn't meet the minimum requirement. You know, and people are, are, you know, lobbying to to have that relaxed because they feel like that's the kind of impact he made on the game. And it does – we talk about players – you know, Charlie Ward probably came along 20 years too early. Correct. From being the first pick in the NFL draft and probably an all-pro in the NFL. That's with right. You know, but, but teams at that point weren't willing right. to embrace – A 5'10 quarterback. A 5'10 quarterback. Right. Um, and uh, it, it feels sort of that way with Mike Leach because I, I think if he was – 41, uh, he would have been right in the hunt for huge jobs. That's right. But he was sort of viewed as a novelty act. Yeah. And uh, yet all he did was, you know, win bigger than Texas Tech has won really before. Uh, Washington State uh, hasn't really done much. He he'd obviously did a very nice job there. And Mississippi State, which – you know, again, I, I've always said that's one of the toughest jobs no in college football uh, to win at, and, uh, and and he took over, and and certainly 
made them incredibly competitive. Uh, I mean, they beat LSU in the opener a couple of years ago. I think it was after LSU's uh, title right. title team. And uh, anyway, just uh, it does make you wonder if Mike Leach had ever gotten an opportunity at a USC, a Texas, a Florida, yeah. a Florida State. Like, what could he have done with you know? those kind of athletes told, running that system. I totally agree with you. Uh, and he was looked at as gimmicky and quirky, but we figured out the gimmicky part wasn't true. The quirky part was, but, but, but it really was. We're going to play some thoughts from him today, but I want to start with my favorite one. Gibby and I were talking about this before the show. This is a press conference. I don't know if you heard this or not, but this is a press conference, and it's a, it's a conference call for some and a Zoom for some. But this is a Mike Leach at a press conference uh, talking to a, a specific reporter. Uh, I realize you're a very busy man, first of all, but uh, was there any particular reason this teleconference started nearly 40 minutes late? Uh, Yeah, because I had other obligations and I got here 40 minutes late. So, uh, you know, fortunes of war. Um, We're way up north here and this is a tough place. And so uh, that's the way it happens sometimes. But uh, uh, so, you know, I hope you feel better accommodated next time. Okay. This, uh, I'm curious about, uh, have you uh, decided who your quarterback is, uh, starting quarterback is going to be this coming week? Well, my, my, my. I wasn't 40 minutes late. It sounds like you may have been 40 minutes late. That was the first question well, I, I answered in this press conference. Uh, I've been listening, trying to listen very carefully. Did you announce who your quarterback is going to be? Yes, I did. The very first question in the press conference, and you can go back and review it on the computer. <laughs> It's my favorite one, the computer. Yeah. Not online, right. not, not on demand. You can go back and review it on the computer. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he would have made, like, a tremendous professor because that's what yeah. a professor would have said. That's exactly right. But uh, In Mike, many ways, that's what he was. I know. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, that's I, certainly what I, he was. I, he I, didn't play football. And, right. And I can tell you that the conversation that I had with him, I called him trying to pitch this this show, which was about – 50, 60 grand for these university, which even back then for college, college athletic department, just to drop 50 grand, you know, was a lot. Now, Alabama and Florida didn't have much trouble doing it, but Texas Tech was in a different world, you know, so I, and I knew that. So, uh, so, and I called him and I was nervous because I'd never met him before. Brady Ackerman knew him well, so he kind of connected us. And, uh, and I called him and I said, uh, I said, Hey Mike, it's Frank French. I'm a friend of Brady's here down. Yeah. Brady said you were going to be calling. How are you? And and I was I said good it's good to talk to you and and after that, he launched into conversation about life, Florida down there. You know the politics of Florida are interesting, but the weather's fantastic. The time I went down there, you know, I got a place in Key West. You ever go to Key West? And and, I, and that launched it. And I'm telling you, it started with that, and it went to weather, surf, Jimmy Buffett shirts, coaching, how mummy, um, politics, different parts of the world, um, pharmaceutical drugs. Uh, I mean, it, we never got to we never got to what I was pitching until 35 minutes later. It's a true story, and I and I and you know when you're having a conversation, you really want, with a guy like that, you want to listen more than you talk, you know, because it was just kind of cool. I'm nervous. He wasn't nervous. He was he was just having a fun time talking to this new dude he never talked to before. There are very few people that are as obsessed with learning new things as someone like Mike Leach is, yeah. to where they cannot ever handle not learning more yeah. and more every single day. A lot of us are just you know, especially we work in sports and we talk about sports and we move on. We read about sports. We don't really read about war history yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I love his fast. I loved his fascination with constantly learning new things. And he wanted to share. 
He was a guy that well, he he wanted to he wanted he liked having conversations. Mm-hmm. He was very very social in, a, in his quirky way. So anyway, but and Mike, he had a law degree. I, I remember he was yeah. on sixty minutes one time, yeah. and Scott Pelley was like. What kind of law would you have practiced? And he was like, well, you know, I was going to be one of those uh, liability guys. Like, say this camera over here explodes, we're going to go sue the camera maker and the insurance company. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be his answer. But anyway, Mike Leach dead at the age of 61. Very tragic. Uh, but I hope today we'll be able to celebrate his life and, and what made him fun and funny and, and real uh, and a really good football coach, by the way. Let's, you don't want to talk so much about the fact that he was funny and, and gregarious. And lose sight of that. He was a really good football coach. And to Hayes made a great point. If he was 20 years earlier when guys like that got, when these spread attack guys were getting, they weren't getting jobs back then. The spread attack guys wanted. Then the the I formation play old school football guys, other than Spurrier, the guys getting jobs. You know, yeah, I, I think the run and shoot kind of hurt the Leach generation a little bit because I it, it, it had its moments in, in college and then it was an utter disaster in the NFL. And it just sort of became a, a joke. Like what Spurrier did was was different. Right. So Spurrier was embraced, and uh, you know, obviously, and uh, but but it just it felt like sort of the gimmicks of the past kind of held back the air raid a little bit. I think from from getting the legitimacy that it now has today. Yeah. So 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 we'll see. We'll see what winds up happening. Um, uh, as we talk more and more about uh, the way football moves along. But Mike Lee's dead at the age of 61. All right, today on the program, how good can Trevor be? What's the ceiling or is there one? Can he be Patrick Mahomes? Can he be Josh Allen? Can he be Tom Brady? We're going to talk about that today. It's not a crazy conversation now. And, and it, what, it, it's interesting. It wasn't when he was drafted, and it's not now, but it would have seemed to be a crazy conversation in between. We'll talk about that coming up on the program today. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, what to expect of Jack Miller the third? What is he? What's his background? Where's he from? I mean, he's he's going to be the Florida Gator quarterback in a bowl game. You know, I mean, think about that. I can't. Here's, let me. Can I give you everything I know about him? Can I can I can I empty the tank here? Sure. He transferred in from Ohio State. That's what I got. Now I've looked up more today, so I guess I mm-hmm. shouldn't say I've got, I now have more. And, yeah, and you knew he was like a four star right. prospect, but I don't know any. But the, but the details. Uh, you had to look it up. He's going to start a game for the Florida Gators. I mean, you think about that. Yeah. There's He's, not many starting quarterbacks for the Florida Gators over the years that we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. I mean, how, what a crazy world we're he, in. He's going to be the Florida Gator quarterback for about three and a half hours. Yeah, that, that, and, and, and that's the If it goes well. And that's the conversation, so we'll certainly <laughs> talk about that. i got a lot of things to get to. Um, i got a question about Christmas shopping that, uh, that I've got to get out. Uh, Jaheim Bell to FSU. we got a lot to do. Uh, Lauren will be here until 5 o'clock. Then he stops by after that. A lot to do on the program on a Tuesday. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. When it comes to marriages, the, the women lose their mind. Your fiance is going to lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind. Your mom is going to lose her mind. They're going to barrage you with constant questions. What should we wear? And then, uh, which, of course, my answer was, I don't care. What should we have for dessert? I don't care. But see, I don't care is not satisfactory at all. It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since 1941. You know, I got married uh, about 31 and a half years ago. But it was kind of dead on. I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. I got married this year, and I laughed the entire time. <laughs> I'm telling you. So there's <laughs> So that. true. Uh, Mike Leach, uh, uh, he was a fun guy. He truly was. Trevor Lawrence, um, probably the t- top-rated quarterback this past week, 10 touchdowns, no picks in his last three games, has not thrown a pick since that pylon thing, or at least uh, since that game. 
Did he throw another one that game or no? I don't remember that. But he, I don't think he's thrown one since the pylon interception or the back of the end zone interception against Denver. But I know he hasn't thrown one since that game. When Trevor was was drafted, we all had visions of of Andrew Luck. I mean, across the board, we had we had visions of Andrew Luck. That that's what we thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's played last year, the Urban stuff didn't go very well. It was a tough year. Uh, had some struggles this year. Missed some open throws this year. Um, made some bad choices. That conversation had to go away. We all agreed. Let's make that conversation go away. Well, I think we can bring it back now. I'm not saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Andrew Luck or whoever, but I think it's back on the table, is it not? That that the ce- that the ceiling. The truth is, there may not be a ceiling. So let me ask you, how good can not will? How good can Trevor Lawrence be? He can be elite in this league. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a question of does Doug Peterson stay here for a while? I, you know, you you talked about this yesterday. You know, every great team has had the great quarterback and the great coach, but they've also stayed together for years and years and years. And so I think it starts with is Doug Peterson his coach for the next eight or nine years? Uh, if if that is the case, then then obviously that's going to optimize his potential and his growth. That's that's always been the biggest fear is not so much would Trevor not work out, but would the Jaguars put the right pieces around him to succeed at the highest possible level? And Doug Peterson seems like uh, right now the perfect fit for Trevor from a personality standpoint. I don't think you're going to see this become an Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy. You know, they don't like each other. They don't get along. It, it seems like they they both have very grounded personalities. Um, it seems like they're very humble. Uh, Doug Peterson certainly can relate to what Trevor goes through as, as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And Doug Peterson has a system that I don't think is going to get stale anytime soon. So, uh, so it starts there. And you know, I, I do you know worry a little bit maybe about the talent acquisition part of the Jaguars, but I. I think at some point you've got to start drafting receivers to give Trevor guys that he can grow with and, and flourish with. I mean, I, I think you look at great quarterbacks, they didn't rely, the teams didn't just rely on free agents and, and trades. You have to develop, draft, and develop your own receivers. Now, the good news is if Trevor Lawrence is fantastic, he's going to be able to take a third, fourth round receiver and probably turn that player and uh, the best possible version of that player. So so that helps. So I look environmentally at it when you ask a question like that. And I think that as it stands right now, I think Trevor does have a chance to be elite and be elite for a long time because I think he has the right coach. He has an owner that is always going to spend. Uh, so the Jaguars will spend to the cap. I, I don't think Shad Khan's going to have problems pushing money forward, doing whatever it takes, uh, writing whatever check he has to write to keep the core together and, and keep the best possible team around Trevor and pay Trevor. I don't think this is going to be a situation where Trevor's going to have to be like some of these quarterbacks wondering, when am I going to get paid here? You know, my guess is if he trends continues to trend in this fashion, the Jaguars will reward him as early as after next season when is the first opportunity that they can under the collective bargaining agreement. So I think environmentally, I, I think it's – I have about 80% confidence in, in the environment around Trevor here. And so I think it's going to allow him to reach his potential. If he can reach his potential, 
I think he's going to be an elite player. Will he be the best player in this league? Will he be a Hall of Famer? I mean, I'm not ready to say that, but I I think that he can be a very good quarterback uh, in this league with the potential of certainly being a special one. Yeah, I think to this point we've seen enough to say he could be the best quarterback in the National Football League because he doesn't have elite receivers right now. Good receivers, not elite. Doesn't have an elite tight end. And he's already doing this in year two under with his first year under Doug Peterson. He can be the best player the best player at his position in the NFL. If I look at the great quarterbacks, I don't know that they all had elite receivers. Uh, Brady didn't. He, they, he'd have some come along every now and then. Randy Moss, Gronk was very good. But it wasn't a core of elite receivers. Manning had very good receivers. Um, as I look at Drew Brees, I'm sure there were some guys. But it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have three names that jump to mind, like Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Dallas Clark, whoever. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have that one. I think of Sean, Sean, uh, Drew Brees' guys. And as far as the coach and the player staying together, usually the player being good keeps the coach there. See, this is the, he's not going anywhere else. He's not leaving the Jaguars to go coach another team. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. And you're not going to go coach college. So the only chance, the only circumstance that could lead to Doug Peterson not being the coach here is failure. And I think with Trevor Lawrence and being as good a coach as he is, I think failure is very unlikely. Now, I don't know how fast the success will come. To your point, you, team building is part of that too. You, your GM better be good. You better build your defense. You better get the weapons around him. But I think Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, barring anything unforeseen, are going to be together for a long time. There's there's no reason why they wouldn't. They're, they're, you got the, they got this right tandem. So, And look, so back to what can he be, is there anything the great quarterbacks have inherently that he doesn't? Okay. Size, check. Arm strength, check. Mobility, check. Intelligence, check. If you go on and on and on, you know, when, when um, uh, accuracy, ability to throw the football, arm talent, check. If you look at the quarterbacks that have played here, um, in the, I mean, we wanted Blake Bortles to be great. Blake Bortles didn't have the arm talent. Wasn't a very good passer. Gardner Minshew, we had a fun run with Gardner Minshew, but he wasn't ever going to be big and strong enough to make the throws that the big-time quarterbacks make. He didn't have the arm talent and he wasn't going to throw the ball down the field. If you look around at quarterbacks in the league, you can find flaws in a lot of them that don't have some of this. Now, sometimes you overcome it. I mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson doesn't have the arm talent, the accuracy, but he's overcome it with all the other stuff. I can't find any component that even two years later Trevor Lawrence doesn't have. You know, I mean, and, and oh, by the way, they called him generational before we ever, we ever drafted him, so this isn't a surprise. Yeah, last year he had accuracy issues, yeah, yeah. obviously. Well, correct. If you'd have asked me this question, right. if you'd asked me this question four or five games into this season, I would have told you what I said. I have no worries about what Trevor's going to be, but I would allow that the accuracy has to improve. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I told you I thought it would, and it has. But I would allow then that I couldn't make the comment I'm making yet for your for that point, Lauren. I, at that point. Even though I was convinced the accuracy would improve, you could ask right. You could ask the question four or five games in. I can't find anything about him that tell, including the coach who's calling his plays and developing him. I can't find anything that tells me. I mean, he. I mean, elite, elite. I mean, best one or two, two or three best quarterbacks in the league, elite. Which, by the way, is what he's supposed to be. He's the first overall pick. But this isn't. Oh my God, look what he's going to become. This isn't shocking. But I now, I'm now to the point. 
where I'm allowing myself to believe that's going to happen. I guess that's the point of the, of, the, of the segment. I'm now to the point that I'm allowing myself to believe that he's not only going to be very good, I've been believing that, that he might be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes good. I, believe, I, I now believe there's a real good possibility of that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think there is that possibility. He's also shown great toughness. He's shown great leadership. I mean, again, there's nothing – he's shown the ability to handle adversity really well, uh, you know, in terms of what happened last year. I think even this year, you know, I mean, in terms of – I mean, he's handled making that second goal line interception mistake about as well as anybody could. I mean, he's been brilliant for a month now. So uh, it does – it feels like he's figuring it out. Um, I still think there's a chasm between Trevor Lawrence today and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. No question. Um, so, but can he, you know, can he close that gap mm-hmm. in the next year or two? Yeah, I think he can. But when you talk about Mahomes, you're talking about maybe the greatest to ever do it. And Josh Allen is, uh, you know, certainly on his way to, you know, perhaps making that kind of case as well. So that that is going to be the thing with Trevor Lawrence in his career that is going to be really interesting is there's almost a Fred Taylor element to this where Trevor might be spectacular, but he also might be the third best quarterback in the AFC for a lot of his career because of how good, not even how good, how spectacular Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are. And again, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow is somebody that is is going to be a force in this league for a long, long time. We don't, you know, maybe Justin Herbert. Um, it doesn't okay. feel so much with Tua. He's having a great year. Um, you know, we'll see how sustainable, you know, that is. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence could be a sensational quarterback that kind of is his generation's Philip Rivers in terms of no one will ever say he was the best that did it when he played. But you look at his resume, and it's a Hall of Fame resume. The chasm between – the chasm, as you say, between where um, – Mahomes is and where Josh Allen is compared to where Trevor is, there's only one ingredient that causes that. How many times have you done it? Yeah, time. Yeah, time, time, time and accomplishments. You know, Trevor's had a couple of good, really good games. Those two guys have had multiple, multiple, multiple good games. So you have to see this, the, the chasm. is you got to see it over and over and over. All right, so if I asked you right now. By the way, Josh Allen this year has 11 picks. Okay. That surprised me. I wouldn't have expected him to be that high. 26. So 26 and 11, okay. So let me ask you right now. This I'm gonna I'm gonna here here's the question I'm gonna plug some quarterbacks in. You could have either guy for the next ten years. I mean, sitting here right now on December thirteenth at three thirty two, you could have either guy for the next ten years. Patrick Mahomes or Trevor. Patrick Mahomes. Me too. Patrick Mahomes or Trevor. Mahomes. Josh Allen or Trevor. Next ten years. Jo- I will take Trevor. I'll take Josh Allen. How about you? Josh Allen. Okay, so I'll take Josh Allen. After that, Justin Herbert or Trevor. Oh, that one's tough. So you think Justin Herbert's better than Josh Allen? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So Justin Herbert or Trevor? I think Josh Allen has a much better team around him than okay. uh, Justin Herbert's had this season. I'll take Trevor. But I'll I really t- like Justin Herbert. I'll take Trevor. Justin Herbert or Trevor? Next 10 years. Trevor. Yeah, I'll take Trevor. Okay. Okay. So if you got to Trevor about a third guy I mentioned, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow Trevor. Next 10 years. Ugh. That's another tough one, but I'll take Trevor. I'll take Trevor. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying not to be Homer guy. Maybe I am, but I'm. I'm, I'm certainly trying not to be. Uh, Joe Burrow, Trevor. I would take Trevor. Yeah. So keep in mind, Burrow's like 26. No, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what I mean. All the right. ingredients. I'm. I'm mixing yeah. all that in. Here. No, no, no. I. I'm, but yeah. my point yeah, yeah, for yeah, people yeah. out there is sure. Trevor's 23 years old. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I mean, they're that's still. Right. That's right. 
But, okay, so I'm trying to find somebody. Hayes and I said the only ones we – Trevor wouldn't be the answer to the question are Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, And they, and they wouldn't be. I wouldn't. Those two guys do things yeah. on the football field yeah. that no one can talk. That Trevor hasn't done they, yet. That Trevor yeah, hasn't and yet. even – I mean, yeah. I – I mean, again, Josh Allen. Yeah, he's been careless yeah, with the ball in yeah. the red zone. He makes plays yeah. right. that are and just. And my, and he's I'm, the only pl- player on earth that can make that. And play. I might answer that question differently in a year, but right now. But my point is, when you get beyond those two, and for you it's only one, Lauren. But you get beyond those two, I can't find anybody else in the league that I would say that person instead of Trevor Lawrence. Now, and I think, God, Frank, you're being such a homer. Maybe I am. I kind of tend to be. But I really can't find one guy that for the next 10 years I would rather have that guy as my quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. I'm try- am I missing anybody? What about Jalen Hurts? He's 24. I would take Trevor and not look back. Jalen, yeah, good question, though, Gibby. Gibby's right. Though. We're but he's 24. Up, I hear you. We're trying, to come, we're trying to come up with guys to have in the conversation. I'm with you. Good, good call. He might be that. the MVP. Yeah, I would he's still, having a great year. Yeah, I just I would still, over the next 10 years, yeah, I'd rather have Trevor. I would rather have Trevor, too. But that's a good one to have in the conversation. Jalen Hurts is a good guy. To, I, I hear you. Tua? Easy. Uh, easy. Trevor. Um, Trevor. So is there anybody Is there anybody other than those two? And I wonder how people would answer that. I wonder I wonder if you asked people that question. Other than those two, is there anybody you'd rather have? It's, 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 what about it's, Justin Fields? Justin Fields, a great, great one to add, but I'd rather have Trevor. But, but you're right, those are good guys to have on the ballot. Um, but I just, I just really think, and I think, I think that's an objective answer. I don't think it's being Homer guy. I mean – are we being homers, or do you think if you ask some guy in Poughkeepsie the same question, if you took Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen off the ballot, is there somebody – they might take Herbert. I think Herbert and Burrow would They're go ahead of Trevor okay. if you were asking people outside of Jacksonville because, again, they've done it for longer periods. Yeah, and they have. And um, they have some people but, remember all the picks last year that yeah. Trevor threw. Yeah, yeah, but there's – you know, there's just – like. We we obviously know not just the player, but we know yeah. the leader and things like no that. Question. Like you hear things about like Herbert that it's nothing about on the field, but you hear things about like is it is it you know does he check does he check the leadership box? Right. Does he check the likability box? Right. Um, and we ha- we know that about our guys. That's your point, correct? Yeah. So like you know Burrow has had an ACL tear, yeah. you know, so you worry a little bit about uh, you know that you know component is 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 he moves along but yeah i i think in in sports bars and you know yeah. across the country they're taking herbert and burrow over trevor lawrence right now because yeah. again it's been a it's been a month yeah yeah I, and, and i guess you're right and i wonder if that flips in this point i i just find myself thinking here this guy that everything we hope we'd be able to say about this guy that we have not in the first year and had not in the first five six games of this year not that he wasn't good, but he wasn't all that. We now feel about the guy. We now feel that about this guy, which is really cool, by the way. You know, I mean, it's our team. I mean, this is our – finally, it's our guy. And we thought that when they drafted him, and then once he started playing, it took a while to get here. And I've, it's uh, Urban's fault. Yeah. We're not – we are a well, year later on yeah. this feeling, <laughs> yeah. all because of Urban and, well, and we're a year later because it takes a while. And, and I'll say Josh this. If your starting quarterback just turned 23 – Just turned. And you absolutely can't name seven guys that you right. would trade. Right, you're doing really well. That's right. So I mean, he he and absolutely is. I uh, I mean, he he absolutely is is hit the gas when it comes yeah. to his development over yeah, wait, these last four or five games. Wait till a year or two, maybe next year, if they can build the team around him. 
that the Chiefs and the Bills and the Eagles have built around those guys. Then watch. I mean, I mean, we don't have that yet. You know, he's carrying them a little bit now. The games they do win, so it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I want, it's going to be a fun watch, no question about it. We'll take a break. Um, we go from Trevor to Jack Miller. How about that conversation? I mean, it's, I, mean I, 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 can't, I can't tell them apart. We're staying on a level playing field yeah. after this. Stay with us. There's no question it presents a great opportunity. And uh, certainly Jack Miller, uh, Kyle Engel, Max Brown, those guys are going to get the majority of the snaps here as we prepare for the bowl. Uh, and one that Jack's been waiting on. You know, I think uh, went through an injury, was in position there to be the two, had a great camp, had a great offseason. Uh, he's healthy now, and uh, he's chomping at the bit here uh, for his next opportunity. All right, so this guy, Jack Miller, this cat's going to start this game in Vegas, right? Yep. You know, as a true freshman, wasn't he the backup to Justin Fields? Wasn't he the number two guy? Am I wrong about that? Uh, I have no idea, well, I, so I'm going to agree no, that you but, are. But right. I, I mean, I'm just reading about it, but was C.J. Stroud, he wasn't there yet, was he? Well, I, this is his third year, uh, so I bet you there. he was. So maybe yeah. he was. It was so, Field Stroud, and then Jack Miller was three. Is that what it was? So, so, he, yeah. so he wasn't the backup. He was, he was he was the third guy, and that's, and that's probably why I left, because yep. Fields is gone and Stroud is still there. But, I mean. Well, and he, we saw Miller in the spring game, and he looked dreadful. Yeah, yeah. he threw it. Correct. Nothing wrong with the way he threw the ball. He just threw it all over the place. He was getting picked, well, he getting stripped. It, yeah, and like right. triple coverage pretty much every rep he had. So, But he's a four-star guy from Arizona, from Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, and look, he got, a, he got a scholarship to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't Ohio. You know, it wasn't Western Michigan. He got a scholarship to Ohio State. So at some point, somebody saw something, right? And, and, and so, so here's my question. Hayes, is there, in your mind – is there anything he could do to get into the hunt to be Florida's quarterback? No. How about you? I think absolutely he could. If he's yeah, and I now I don't know that I think he's going to, because I don't know how he could possibly be very good after not playing all year. But assuming for the sake he does, he goes twenty five. Shane and I were talking about this the other day. Shane asked me the question. This is a guy that knows Billy and knows. He's the color commentator on the broadcast. I'm sure he's, Shane is excited to see what yeah, Jack Miller can do. He's intrigued. He's yeah. Shane, Shane says, what happens if he's 25 of 31 for 315 and three touchdowns? That's the change. He said, no, I'm not saying I think that's going to happen. What happens, what happens if he is? And well, I said, well, my, here's my guess. The best he can do is elevate himself into a position where he can compete with the portal guy knowing he's probably not going to win the job. That's what I think. But I don't think it's a given that he's not going to win the job if he has a good game. If he had not gotten hurt this year, then my conversation or my opinion on this would be different. Well, he obviously couldn't do you know right. anything. And AR, we believe, was hurt at times and yeah. still. It, the fact that he was hurt, okay, well, maybe there is something to him now that he's fully healthy. If you watch his high school tape, he's got a big arm. He's mobile. We'll see if he's accurate, certainly. And it's not like he's going to be throwing to great receivers. So I, I do think if he looks really good, that means there is something there. And make sure that – make be clear about this. We went to that spring game. There were two quarterbacks in the spring game, AR and him. I mean, Kitna and Del Rio Wilson got some mop-up at the end. But it's not like he was competing with Kitna for the backup, at least in the spring. Now, that changed when he broke his thumb, right? But it's not like he was in there competing. Right. I mean, it was it – was, AR quarterback one team and Miller quarterback the other team. You're right, Miller wasn't very good, but, he, but one quarterback one and one quarterback the other, and 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 so he was clearly ahead of him then. Now, uh, 
Napier said Kitna moved ahead of him after he got hurt. My guess is he wasn't playing either one of them. Bar- barring a, a catastrophic injury to AR where he couldn't play, no one was, no one was going in there anyway. So, so, I, so I think if he played well, he'd have a chance to fight for the job. I just can't imagine how – because Oregon State's pretty good. I can't imagine how he could possibly play well. But I'll say this, to your point last week, I'm way more intrigued to watch the game now than I would have been before, right? If nothing else, curiosity. Absolutely. I mean, because I do think he'll be on the 2023 team. So, you know, I and and look, maybe Kyle Engel is as well, but he's a walk-on. I mean, come on. I I'm, I, I don't – I think the odds of, of that or of him being an impactful player are incredibly long. Jack Miller, it would at least make some sense from his high school pedigree. Um, and, and that's where I think it is. If you're Jack Miller, I think, I, I think that Florida is going to sign a quarterback out of the portal. And as soon as you guys all see who that is, there's not going to be, I don't care what Jack Miller does in the Las Vegas bowl against Oregon state. He's not going to be in a real competition with the guy they're bringing in. You wouldn't. That, that is just the reality yeah. of this. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I, and I, and I don't, but, but. I still, in the event that he has a good game, I want to have this conversation Monday. Now, again, having said that, I think it's very unlikely he could play well in this game. That's no knock on him. It'd be very unlikely anybody could sit the whole year, probably get limited reps because he was the third-team guy. You know, I think if if we hadn't found out what we found out about Kitna, my guess is Kitna would be starting this game, right? I mean, even with Jack Miller healthy. I think so. You, the impression was going to be that Kitna was going to be the quarterback in this game. So, so, but I, so I, don't, I don't think it's likely that he plays well. But I am intrigued to see what did Ohio State see in the guy that made him a, 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 he get, a four-star guy that gets an offer from Ryan Day. It's not, like he's, it's not like his uncle was an Ohio State booster. It's not like, you know, and I don't even know who else he considered. But, he, but Ohio State offered him, and that's a big-time program that's had big-time college quarterbacks. So, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what it is. If nothing else, I wouldn't mind. Let, I, I think everybody seems to be leaning toward this Michael Pratt guy. That seems to be the consensus is that Gator fan, that's who they hope they get. And apparently he's really good. Apparently he could really run it. He could really pass it. He, he likes to take off and run, which, which AR didn't. So apparently that's, that's the guy everybody's talking. Whether it happens or not, that, some name, I thought Sam Hartman would be the name everybody was talking about. It seems like Pratt has moved past him as the name that, that, that everyone's now connecting to Florida. I, um, but I would think, if nothing else, have somebody there, legitimately somebody there, so you don't have to throw a true freshman and Jaden Rashad out there if he does get hurt. Yeah, I, I, it should be nice to have somebody that's – a re- let's say he let's say he has that big game. Let's say he's twenty five or thirty five, and they beat or hang around with Oregon State, and he has a good game. Even if Pratt Hartman Rising, whoever comes in there, they're the automatic starter. It sure would be nice to know that there's another guy. A, they're not as good as we thought. B, they get hurt. So I think that's the significance of this. I can live with. I'm like you, Lauren. I think it's if he has a. It had to be a really good game. But if he has a really good game, there's conversation about. A competition. I don't think to Hayes's point. I don't think he's winning the competition. Not if they get one of these other guys. Yeah, I, I think at the same time he does have a leg up on the transfer quarterback, transfer portal quarterback, in that he knows the offense really well. Right. Uh, so as far as early practices, he may end up looking better. But yes, I, I still think the transfer portal quarterback that Billy Napier right now is trying to get is most likely going to be the starting quarterback. I watched probably. Because I'm a diehard Carline and, and I grind, mm-hmm. because I grind on this job. And the pirate season's over. Pirate season's over. 
I probably watched all year long 14 plays from Michael Pratt. They all came in the game against UCF mm-hmm. when I was wondering if Gibby was going to catch me on Loser Monday. Right. Michael so, Pratt's my guy, man. He's like <laughs> so, a son to me. So those are my 14 plays, just so you know how much of Michael Pratt I have watched. I could be guilty of going back and watching some Michael Pratt video. He's really good. I could have done. He really is a good player. He's I mean, exactly what. And I had never heard of him. Florida I, needs yeah. what Napier wants. He, 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 I think he, I think he threw for twenty six and ran for ten. Right. You know, something like that, or threw for twenty five and and ran for ten somewhere in there. But yeah. uh, and he's from Florida. He's from Boca Raton. He's from and he South Florida. Went to right. Deerfield Beach. So, question for all three of you: Before Loser Monday, before Loser Monday, had any of you heard of Michael Pratt? Yes. Nope. You Hayes had, had you? I had heard of him. I had nope. not heard of him. Didn't know anything about him, but I, I had heard his I had name. I had not heard of him. I didn't know who the Tulane quarterback was. I knew who the UCF quarterbacks were, but I, I had not heard of him. So you knew a little bit about him. I knew yeah. nothing about him. I'd never heard of the I, I didn't. I, I didn't pay enough attention to Tulane to know who their quarterback was. I mean, well, now, if he'd, have been a, if, he'd have been, if he'd have been the Wake Forest quarterback, I'd have watched him, right? The NC State quarterback, yeah. but, but being the Tulane quarterback, I literally had never heard the name. And then when we did all the Loser Monday stuff, we all looked up who the start, who the twelve starting quarterbacks were. But up until then, and then I saw his numbers, and then like you, Gibby, I would have drafted him high in our little thing, right? Yeah, because yeah. I saw the numbers. Interesting stuff. He's a three-year starter with sixty-six career touchdowns and twenty-three on the ground, so he uh, certainly would bring. An element that Sam Hartman, I don't know. Sam Hartman had one year where I think he ran. This for guy's 10, a good runner, but this guy, yeah, I think this guy is a little gives you a little bit more. I mean, he's I don't think he's a spectacular runner. His average per carry in his career is two point three yards, but of course that uh, factors in sacks. Right. Um, but uh, but the fact that he's run for twenty three tells me he gives you that option when you're inside the five where the defense does have to worry enough about him of he might keep it and, and run it in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he'd be an outside. I, I would rather have Hartman, but I'm totally fine with it being Michael Pratt if that's what ends up happening. And, right. if, and if it's either one of those two guys, it, it's the equivalent of taking a guy number one in the draft right. uh, and, and you've got a middling free agent. There's not going to be a competition with Jack. Jack Miller would have to – I mean, I want him there. I want him to be the backup. I do think it's good that he knows the offense. Uh, hopefully, that's a role that that he will embrace. Um, but and, it, it's going to be right. whoever they pull out of the portal. Yeah. Grayson McCall does nothing for you. No, not how about you? Nothing. He says. No. He says. Hey, Hayes is mad at me for even mentioning. Him. He hates him. He hates. He hates his family. How about you? <laughs> I don't hate his family, but I'll still go. Twenty-four no. touchdowns, two picks this I year. Want him. <laughs> <laughs> Comes from winning programs. I would take Hartman, Pratt, and Rising okay. would be Either. my three. Most people don't know probably so. Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina, yeah. The Shauna Clears quarterback. Buddy of mine's an Auburn fan. He says he says it's going to come down to a fight between Auburn and Florida for, for Grayson McCall. I don't think Grayson's in on this one, my buddy Craig. But uh, we'll see. So twenty four and two. How about this? In his last two years, hang on, stay with me, Carline. Okay. In his last three seasons, you listening? Are mm-hmm. You paying attention or not? Are you just well, you're, you're wandering. No, I'm 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 open minded. Okay. <laughs> Uh, in his last three, I can do the math here. In his last three seasons, 77 touchdowns, eight picks. No. I just dropped but, 77. But I, dropped but I would se- take him over Jack Miller. Lauren, you see what, 
<laughs> Do you see what Poor just Jack happened? Miller. I dropped 77 and 8 on him, and he didn't want the guy. Yeah, I think I mean, 77 and 8, I just, how many times do you get someone hand you 77 and 8? Yeah, here's part of the problem. Opponents are teams like. No, I'm rolling here. Don't Gardner mess this up. Gardner Webb, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Louisiana Monroe, uh, Old Dominion. Why you got to hate on Gardner Webb? Southern Webb-o. Miss, James Madison, Virginia. Was the, finally I'm going to give you the last three years 26 and 3. 27 and 3, 24 and 2. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I want a guy that wasn't playing president schools. <laughs> <laughs> if a president was the opponent, it's not yeah. a good thing. James Madison was ranked this year, though. <laughs> they were good. Uh, we'll take a break. More in a moment. This is 1010XL 92.5 FM. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's always been naive. You know, um, on earth, they say, oh, well, Luke, we're the only ones. We're, I mean, really? Why? Have you been to the other planets? Have you checked out the other planets? You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. The reason I don't think there is, because we found bones of dinosaurs and everything else, but we haven't found bones that I've heard of, of Bigfoot. It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since 1941. Remembering Mike Leach. Funny guy. Funny guy. Opinion on everything, which I'm we glad, all, which we love. In I'm this glad business. Mississippi State is going to play in the bowl game. Oh yeah, I am too. And and they're right. Their statement was perfect. I, he I, would have been yeah. livid if yep. if yep. they didn't exactly. do it, particularly since they're playing in a stadium with the Pirates show. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Um, you just dropped George Michael on us on a Tuesday afternoon, Gibbs. Absolutely. Was the last time? Was the last time you had George Michael? I mean, just out of nowhere, here comes George Michael. I mean, he gave you his heart. Yes, he did. You, you know, gave it away. Exactty right. He's telling us, "My guy, seventy six points." I love that tweet. <laughs> he gave you his heart. You gave it away. You blank, 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 blank. <laughs> I got a problem. I'm here to help. I'm not. <laughs> Drop it on us. What do you I've got? Met my yearly quotas. <laughs> we are reaching the end of the year. So I got a problem. So. My wife, my beautiful wife who runs everything, she's, she's the boss. Who almost killed you. You almost killed me on the ladder, yeah. Hey, what if I put my foot there? Oh, we'll keep it steady, okay? You, you'll be okay that way. Glad I was able to stabilize it for you. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> hey, so my mom saw Frank Friday during the toy yeah, drive. Yeah. She said, I'm really glad you didn't die on yeah. <laughs> falling I off I mean, the ladder. I, was, I, was, I, had a, I had a broken neck just waiting yeah. on me. I <laughs> cheated death. But so she's home. She's a stay-at-home, so she doesn't work outside the home. So when the Amazon guy comes, she always sees the Amazon guy, right? And so because, I mean, and look, I'm not saying we, we, we order a lot from them, but the one day we don't, they call to make sure we're okay. <laughs> okay, so, and so. I think she, I can solve your issue. But she, but she can order our presents mm-hmm. and grab them, and I don't see them, so the surprise is not ruined. I can't do that because I'm not home, and she sees the Amazon guy, and so I've got to go to the store. Yep, I can solve you. Well, but it, it bugs me now. Now, something like I go to Underwoods because Clayton's my buddy, and I like seeing him. And so there's some stuff. You just have like, your packages delivered here to the radio station. Yeah, but that's complicated. I mean, Is I call. It? Yeah, because <laughs> then I got to get con. I got to give them the credit. Yeah, it's, it, I mean. And you got to trust these people. Yeah, yeah, and I don't trust them. So, I mean, so. <laughs> okay, have just, your packages delivered to Hayes' house. Yeah. Well, you definitely well, don't want to trust. I trust these yeah. people more yeah. than him, okay? Yeah, you definitely don't okay. want to do that. So, but, but, I mean, do you see my dilemma? It's not fair. Life sometimes isn't fair. Why don't Why you just go buy stuff? No, because I wouldn't do that <laughs> in a million years now. That Me neither. I've, I've, 
found Amazon, yeah. which is the greatest thing ever. So. I ordered a dress last Saturday to arrive on Saturday. Perfect. That's how lazy oh, wow. I I didn't even go to the store. Did it arrive on Saturday? Yes. You ordered it and it came that day? Yeah, you can do same day. Oh, wow. And that's I needed awesome. a dress for the wedding and I, I didn't end up wearing right. it, but I ordered it for the same day. That's how I wouldn't even drive to the store for that's a fantastic. Um, <laughs> why don't you just tell her if you are anticipating a package, something may be coming, don't open it. Because that ruins it. Because number one, she would open it because she's nosy, and that's just, that's no, it's a bad idea. In fact, our friendship that's such a bad idea. Other people get packages delivered here to the radio station yeah, yeah. when they're Maybe trying to hide it. She, I mean, how would she be somewhere. surprised if she sees that coming? Then, well, what's the what? I mean, she knows you're buying her something, <laughs> so it's just you're dropping, a box. Lo- you're dropping logic in here. Yeah. That's what you're trying to do. So. I mean, I get that she can kind of get the shake weight it. of it and shake it, <laughs> okay. but you know, right. unless she you know like actually idea. opens it. So you think the radio station idea is the way to go? I think so. Right. What about shopping? That's I hate definitely shopping. Out. That's the worst option. <laughs> that's by far the worst. So you're option. saying that's a consensus of the group? Yes. Okay. All right. I have I, the same problem. Nikki always opens stuff. Yeah. She. I mean, she gets. She so opens you, so my you, mail. So you correct? Same. Same here. I don't know. Every mail that comes to our house, Suzanne opens. I, that's which is fine. But I actually I appreciate it most of the time. Right. You know? See, Brian doesn't open. He's home before I am, and he does not open anything. He doesn't open. I mean, unless it's addressed to him. But if it's a, an Amazon package, he never opens same it. Same here. It sits e- on the even, table for hours. Even if, I'm, even if I'm there? Yeah. Because I know I didn't order it. Yeah, same because, here. Because, I mean, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't mind. I mean, right. See, Gina and I have our own, like, account. So, like, okay. when it comes to the house, it's in my name. So she doesn't open it. And when yep. she gets something, it's in her name, and okay. I don't open it. So right. you could open your own Amazon account, okay. and then it would like come. I'm gonna, like, I'm going to do that. Like I'm, like oh, I'm yeah, because that takes all of yeah. 40 seconds. <laughs> but, 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 like, like but, I'm going to invest but the, that 40 but seconds. The problem, Have you met me? Did we just meet? Right. But the problem is it would still arrive at your house, and yeah. if it says specifically Frank Frangie, yeah. will she just put it on yeah. the table and not open it? Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go shop. Oof. And you know what I'm going to get? You know the two words? The two words I've gotten for the last 30 years? Picked over. You waited too late, didn't you? Went to it was all picked well, over. Well, let me get this straight. <laughs> It's December thirteenth. Yeah, and this is the this is where you are in this process. <laughs> yeah, getting late in the game. Wow, you're in trouble, bro. bro. Do you have a birthday present you're, for? You're, you're going to you, need you Bobby clearly, Pruitt to be your defensive coordinator, <laughs> you, or the, way, the opponent's defensive coordinator. You, you to get clearly out of this have one. just met me. This is very early for me <laughs> in the process. I was okay, thinking. this this is light years for me early. Okay, I mean I'm surprised. I mean I haven't the fact that I've even thought about it this early on. Pretty amazing. Do you have a birthday present for her? That we do have. Okay. That we do have. So, but by the way, the uh, you know where we're going to go Saturday? I'll tell you already. No. For her birthday, we're going to go to Celestial, what's it called? Oh, Farms. Celestial yeah. Farms. Oh, cool. Yeah. You ever been out there? I have. Is for it, a, she, a kid birthday party. She just wants to go. Well, we're not, we, do we have to have a kid? Or can we nope. go without one? Nope. Can you get in without a kid? Without one. Okay, because we're going to. The birthday party was just being held. They're having there, like some winter wonderland, and she's always wanted to go. And nice. Food trucks and all. So we're Perfect. Doing, our birthdays, we're doing our birthday stuff on this Friday. So, all right. So that's my, that's my dilemma. We come back, I want to talk about Jaheem Bell. Jaheim Bell didn't catch a lot of passes at South Carolina, but I do get the sense he's going to be good at FSU. I got a thought about that. We'll take a talk about it after this. Stay with us. Hey, we're glad you're with us on a Tuesday. I do want to thank our friends from the Nimnik Family Dealership. Nimnik Chevrolet is on Cassett Avenue. Nimnik Buick GMC is located on Phillips Highway. Head to Nimnik today. Frangie, Carly, and Brooks. Andrew Gibson with you as we continue the program along. So uh, Jaheim Bell is a tight end. Didn't catch a lot of passes. Caught uh, 30 for 497 and five touchdowns two years ago, 25 for 231 and two this year. But he does look like today's tight end. Uh, 
just like Oquanco, the guy that, uh, that, that Tennessee has now that nobody knew much about, who's a fantastic. You know, today's tight ends are almost Evan Ingram's example. They're, they're kind of hybrid receivers. They're 6'3", 230, 6'3", 235. They run way faster than old tight ends. They don't block as well as the old tight ends, but they are uh, matchup nightmares. And he's going to Florida State. This conversation isn't really as much about Jaheim Bell as I think there's momentum there. I, I think there's momentum. Hayes and I've talked about top ten team. I'll be very interested to watch this off season for FSU. Where are they ranked in the the, the typical recruiting? Like sixteenth. So you'd, you'd like to see them That's do the question. better there. Yeah. Um. They're not. It doesn't seem like, and it doesn't feel like they're in on a lot of game changing prospects. So do they wear out where, the portal again? Do you think? I would. Is think, that the play? You know, I don't know that they need to. It, it doesn't feel like they're losing very much. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how many spots they have, excuse me, available. But you know, when I, I would think it's not so much wear it out as it is really pinpoint, you know, four or five guys that can really help. Um, what I like about this addition for FSU is as spectacular as Jordan Travis played, and as as well as the backs and receivers played. Doesn't feel like Jordan Travis has like a security blanket. And if you can add that for him right. with as explosive as he is throwing down the field uh, and as smart as he is and as good a ground game as you should have, then, I mean, again, then it's almost like what doesn't FSU yeah. have on offense going into next year. So I really like the addition, and, you know, it makes a good offense probably great. Yeah, and I think it's also hard to judge Bell last season because Spencer Rattler was kind of up and down, certainly came on as of late, and, and I think he'll play well in the Gator Bowl here, but – Overall, he didn't have a very consistent season. So I don't know that you can look at Bell's stats and go, oh, well, you know, he, he wasn't as good as, as maybe he should have been yeah. because I think the quarterback play was so inconsistent. What do you think about FSU next year? Are, they, are they back to be an FSU? I think so. Yeah, I think because Jordan Travis is coming back and Mike Norvell knows how to work the portal and things like that, yeah, I think – and I think they're starting – I've seen a lot of stuff on the FSU collective – and so I think they're really starting to get involved in the NIL world. I'm sure they've been involved, but getting more and more public about it. Yeah, because you got if you can't play in that game, the rest doesn't matter. Correct. You got to be able to play that game. They have a vibe to me uh, with Jordan Travis returning, and I uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like anybody's announced they're leaving of consequence yet. I guess they're still waiting on Jared Verse, um, but it feels like everybody so far that has decided has decided to return. They almost have a little bit of that Georgia vibe before their national title year in terms of all their underclassmen that could come back basically did mm-hmm. right. and said, we feel like there's something special happening here and we want to make it happen, and they did. They won the national title. Um, FSU, I don't, I don't know that I'm ready to you know, say FSU is going to win the national title, but it feels like they have a similar vibe yeah. right now in their program of they've got some guys that could have moved on but they see that there's a chance to do something pretty big next year, and it seems like guys are buying in to be a part of that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think right now, if if it's hard because I I'm, I think Klubinik will be good for Clemson, but we just haven't seen much of him. I've seen two right. years of Jordan Travis. Um, if, if I had to bet my life on it today, I think I'd pick FSU to win the ACC yeah, next yeah, year. Me too. Now I will say this. They do have to take the next step. And they do have to win at Clemson. Yeah, right. Because if you don't, then Clemson has to win or lose, lose two twice. games. So but, that is a concern. But they have to take the next step. I will say 
I, I have raved about it. I've been the raver about FSU all year. I said it before the season. I said it during the season. But the reality is they barely beat a wounded Florida team without its receivers that had just lost to Vanderbilt the week before. So if FSU's that same caliber next year, then they haven't taken the next step. They 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 need to be good enough that if they played a team like Florida again, they win that thing thirty eight seventeen, not whatever the final score was. Yeah, you know, I mean that. So so they've got to take that next step because Clemson's still Clemson. Florida's going to take a next step for where it is, and so. But I but I do sense that there's there there is momentum. Like, I'll, be, I'll be very interested yeah. to see how close they get to being old FSU by next year. Like next year, you need to beat Wake Forest by twenty four points. Correct. You need, like that. That game should be a roll yeah. the ball out. Got to win, and you should win ten. And games. basically name yeah. your score. I mean, yeah, you, you won nine this year. Correct, and, and Miami's not going to do enough to close that gap. I mean, that's a big gap. Florida, Florida, I think, can have some confidence yeah. that with a star portal quarterback and with this signing class and with the other additions they'll make in the portal, they've already added a Louisville defensive tackle. Uh, I think Florida can have some confidence that you know they're, they can close whatever gap is there. Miami, I don't know how you would have any confidence of that. I mean, you got routed. Right, right. I mean, weren't even remotely competitive. And, you know, yes, they've got a better recruiting class as of now, uh, but we'll see what they do in the portal. But it feels like it feels like Florida at least has some pieces. They have some kind of nucleus to build oh, yeah. upon this returning, whereas yeah. like Miami. I, so anyway, well, my, my point in all this is other than Clemson and Florida, and you've yeah. got to go to both right. those destinations, right. and I think LSU will be good. Other than that, I don't see anybody else on the schedule that would overly frighten me if I was FSU. Yeah, yeah. And to your point about Florida Miami, numbers don't lie. In Miami, FSU won forty five to three. In Tallahassee, they beat Florida forty five to thirty eight, and Florida was taking shots at the end zone at the end of the game. So there's no there's no comparing how those two games went based on where they were played the whole bit. So there, there's no there's no com- Florida is what Billy what Billy Napier Billy Napier's team this year is way ahead of Mario Cristobal's team this year. That doesn't mean they will be next year and the year after that, but they're way, there's no compare. FSU's ahead of both of them, but Florida's way. I mean, if FSU is at seven, then Florida's at six and Miami's at three. Correct. So, so, so they're, so they're way, they're way ahead of them. This is where I thought Miami would be is where FSU is with all the momentum, had a great quarterback or had a great season with a great quarterback. And everyone's talking about, Miami winning the ACC this upcoming year. That's where I thought it would be and, and not FSU. Yeah, we, I thought we, FSU had six wins. I we, was way it, off on when Miami. They ha- when, because nobody thought – when Florida and FSU – when Florida's Miami's job both came open this year, you knew Florida had a pretty good chance to get Billy Napier if that's who they wanted. LSU didn't want him. He was coming from Louisiana. You, you, you don't stay at Louisiana when Florida calls. That's just what you don't do. Conversely – I'm among those who never thought they could get Mario Cristobal from Oregon. I, I, I was, I didn't, even though he's from Miami and his mom at the time, I think she's passed, but I think she was ailing at the time, if I remember that correctly. I think that's right. And even though he's a Miami guy through and through, high school, college, I didn't think he was leaving Oregon to go to Miami. Far more resources, far more money, um, similar resistance at Pac-12. Were you surprised? I was surprised at the time. Maybe you weren't. I was very surprised. Despite all the connections, I didn't think he would leave Oregon to go to Miami. So that was such a big win for Miami. That, to Lauren's point, that's why we had those high expectations. Yeah, and, and again, I was way off on Miami too. And I thought they would, I thought in year one, they would be, I thought they could easily win the division. Um, and obviously they didn't even make a bowl game. Um, the, the problem I think Miami has is what 
can you hang your hat on? I mean, it just, I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody bought into it. Uh, now they can hang their hat on this. And I'm, I'm talking about in terms of what you saw on the field this year. I think, you know, Florida, like I, I said, I think they have components that will translate to 2023. Uh, I mean, just look at Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne in the backfield to start. Um, but they've got other things that I think they should be pretty excited about in terms of returning players. Then you're adding the signing class and you're adding your 20 or, you know, your probably 10 guys out of the portal. With Miami, I think there's nothing there. So it's all ha- it all has to be your signing class, which is very good right now, and the portal additions that you make and, and convincing portal kids to come, you know, which, you know, will I think will be interesting to see uh, if if. Miami certainly has the opportunity, but are they going to be able to sell, come here, and, and we can win right away? I think that's going to be really interesting to see. But, but yeah, I mean, basically with Florida State next year, I, I view it as it's a three-game schedule. You've got LSU in the opener in right. Orlando. You go to Clemson, and you go to Florida. And there's no reason that they should be anything worse than one and two in those three games. And so I, that would make you ten and two yeah. unless you lose to a team you have no business losing to next year. Yeah, your other road games are Boston College, Pitt, and Wake Forest, other than Clemson and Florida. Your your non-conference games are Southern Miss, who once upon a time was good, but worse than they've ever been, at least in my lifetime. They maybe. haven't really had yeah. about 20 years it's yeah. been. They yeah. used to be like the – the best like non-conference right. or the best non-power five school in right. like the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, through, but, throughout that, the eighties yeah. they were like that. Yeah, they gave Florida all they wanted in the ninety-seven yeah. opener. I can remember in eighty-one, nineteen eighty-one, they beat Florida State like fifty-eight to fourteen. Did you know that? Yeah, I think they, we because they were ranked. Yeah, they, they were I like. Think, I think they put. I think they beat them like fifty-eight to fourteen. The Reggie wow. Collier game. Remember Reggie Collier? I don't. But it was so so. He. I mean, he, Reggie Collier was Cam Newton, Vince Young before Cam Newton and Vince Young. I, I want to say that game was 58-14? something like that. I mean, they. I think we went through this because that was the year yeah. was where they would play Florida State would play such a yes. brutal schedule. The, the, the and I think fest. one year we went through it, and I was surprised Southern Miss yeah. was ranked so yeah. high. And in Miami, Florida, and Southern Miss all drilled them at the end of the year because they were out of gas. So, but anyway, but anyway, but they're not good anymore. So, so Southern Miss, uh, North Alabama. Those are those are the teams they play. Otherwise, so yeah. So we'll see. I see thirty to twenty six. Uh, Southern Miss over Florida State. No, I'm thinking of the wrong. Eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. Oh, I. I that might be eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, eighty eighty one. I want to say it was. It, they beat the hell out of them. It was. I want to say fifty eight fourteen. I have this funky memory for numbers. Is that that not, is correct? Yeah, fifty eight fourteen. Right. Yep. And Reggie Collier was the quarterback. He was really good. Now he now again back then that guy wasn't going to make it in the NFL because you right. had to be drop back guy in the NFL. So he wound up playing in the USFL, but he was a hell of a player, Reggie Collier was. So, but anyway, yeah, this could be the year FSU really comes back to the party. They, they certainly they didn't get into the party this year, but they were on the lawn. They were on the lawn trying to get in. They, they haven't been on the lawn in a while. Imagine that debate that we would have had because they would have just they would have been the snub. They would have been the pretty much the last team out because I think they finished thirteenth in the final rankings. Yes. Well, I guess Washington would have been because I think Washington's twelve. And Tulane would have been bumped ahead of them, so right. I think it would have been Washington and FSU. But they'd have been right there. But they, and, I mean, that, I, can you I, imagine the debate we would have had about should FSU be in that top twelve? And, and, I, and, and I, I tell mean, you what, team, the way they're doing it is team sixteen plays team five, right? In that the way, in that the first round, twelve plays five. I'm sorry, I mean yeah. sixteen. Team twelve plays five, right? 
I wouldn't want to play them. No. I mean, who, I, if you're team five, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to be. The, I wouldn't. If I'm team twelve, I wouldn't want to be. You, I wouldn't want to be team five. Whoever that would have been this year, I guess. I think it would have been Bama. It might have been Bama. Yeah. I, I think. Bama, Imagine that game. I think Bama would beat them, but I wouldn't want to play them. I would. I wouldn't be. If I was Bama, I wouldn't be excited about it. Yeah. If they had played them this year, I mean. So. so we'll sure. See. Let's take a break. We got some, a lot more to do. One more segment with uh, with Lauren Brooks. I got a uh, baseball comment and a few other things. Stay with us. Facebook, MySpace, what's the other stuff, Twitter. Um, if they're on there, I have nothing to do with it because, uh, because uh, I, I don't know how. I, I've never sent an email myself. It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since 1941. We have been remembering Mike Leach, who passed away last night after suffering a massive heart attack all during the show today in his quips, and uh, they have all been fantastic. Frank Frangie Hayes, Carline, Andrew Gibson, I'm Lauren Brooks on this Nimnik Tuesday. Frank, you have a baseball thought. Well, yeah, I got Gibby, this is for you, okay? Okay, what do you got? Well, it pains me to say this, okay? Uh-oh. Oh. I don't particularly like you, okay? <laughs> just, I, don't, I don't like any of y'all. Um, but this pains me to say this. The MLB just tweeted this. Mm-hmm. This is the likely Braves lineup. Ronald Acuna, Michael Harris batting second, Austin Riley, otherwise known as the Memphis Rattlesnake, Matt Olson fourth, Sean Murphy fifth, Ozzy Albee sixth, it's second, Ozuna the DH I guess Gibby right at least for today, yeah, um, Rosario hitting eighth, and Grissom if they play him at shortstop, which they're talking about doing I think would be ninth. Who's beating that lineup? I mean, I mean seriously, Gibby. Who, who? I mean, the Mets don't have that. The Dodgers don't have that, do they? Um, I think the Dodgers are pretty close, but to they're that, yeah. offensively to that. But I just read. Yeah, I think I think they still have some pretty good offense. I mean, um, they they did lose Trey Turner, but they still have Freddie Freeman. But no, to your point, uh, it's it's hard to beat that. It really is. Now, I'd love to still include Dansby Swanson there, but yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I just saw a tweet about an hour ago that the Giants are now in on Swanson, and um, you know. They, the report was from MLB Network that nothing's imminent right now for Dansby Swanson. But, yeah, I mean, the, the lineup is really good. Now, Grissom, the guy that you just said that's batting ninth, yeah. uh, was a rookie last year and basically hit 300. That's my point. Yeah. That, my whole point is forget forget Rosario for a second. If Grissom bats ninth for them? Yeah. Golly. Well, and Michael Harris was a, a rookie. He's rookie of the year, and he hit 300. That was the most impressive thing I thought <sighs> about Harris was that he, he was a rookie that was brought up and didn't even really play double A yeah. and hit uh, 300 in his G- first year. Give me, I tell you, and, and you know what? You're you're a loyal, diehard fan, and you're a good dude, and you deserve it. But I think I don't want them to be that good. I don't. I mean, <laughs> well, these guys are real. I mean, I, honest to God, I think now I guess they'll be able to pitch, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess they'll be. God, I mean, the Braves might be really good. I think a lot of Braves fans are are still though scratching their head about the Sean Murphy trade that happened yesterday afternoon. Murphy comes from the A's. But a lot of Braves fans didn't want to give up William Contreras. He made the All Star team last year as a basically a, a, a you know All Star catcher, but he was also a DH. But yeah, <laughs> the media mogul's not happy with me right now. Let me, just, let me, let me, let me just report the Mets lineup the media, is still pretty good. The media mogul might knock me out. That's just, just, and the, they got Verlander now. The, uh, the Are media, you talking about Dan Higgin? Uh, yes. The media, the media mogul, uh, the polar bear, uh, the NFL, and the NFL batting champion Lador. He, had to, he pretty much told me he's going to call. He's going to meet me in the parking lot and whip my ass. That's what the, that's what the, the media. No, the Mets are great too. But I just and I I mean the Mets have a, obviously they they got a great team. But I mean it just just staring at the Braves lineup. 
Golly. The thing that worries me, if I'm a Mets fan, can Verlander and Scherzer, can they stay healthy? Because, I mean, they're really good. They're great. They're Hall of Fame pitchers. If, if, but if, are they're, they're nearly 40 right now. So it's uh, – going to be a tough division. That division is ridiculous. Yeah, because the Phillies. Trey Turner. They just got Trey Turner. I know. And they and now Bryce Harper's going to miss a few months. But gosh, man, the division's crazy. Murphy, I'm excited about, but he better be Dale Murphy for what they gave yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's good, he's really good. Good point. Good point. So, so we'll see. I just that just caught my attention. So and did you mention the Astros at all? Did they, what, they just saying because yeah. not saying I know their yeah. moves or anything. Yeah, but they're great. They, they, they have the best team and they have the trophy. Very well rounded. They, they, they have they have the look. But baseball really has become, it 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 really does. It has become a handful of teams. You know, I mean, I, I don't I don't see any of the low dollar teams competing anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I I mean, I'd I'd be I'd be surprised if the the low dollar teams are able to com, com, compete. Are, are there any that can compete? Well, the the Indians made a pretty good, or not the Indian, the Guardians. They yeah, yeah. they made a pretty good run, and they're like pretty much toward the bottom in terms of payroll. But they had a, they have a lot of young players that really. Probably outperformed what you thought they would be, but right now the the payroll going into next year, uh, Mets, Yankees, Phillies, Padres. I don't know where they're coming up with their money. They just got Bogarts. They got Bogarts from the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, the Braves are fifth, by the way. You know, for the years the, mm. the Braves won't spend, the Braves won't spend, and now they're top five in payroll. Speaking of the Red Sox, since when have they become an organization that is spending? In the lower half of the league, well, yeah, salary. Blue calls him a small market, small market team. Yeah, he. I, well, what happened is they realized they weren't as good. They had to blow it up, and so I think the start of it was the Mookie Betts thing. If you can't find one of the best eight players in baseball, mm-hmm. if you can't find a way to keep one of the best eight players in baseball, you've pretty much given up. Now the Bogarts thing rocked them this year, but I think if you if you have Mookie Betts and they trade, they, by the way. They traded him. It wasn't a free agent deal. They traded him. You trade Mookie Betts. You're you've pretty much signified. You've announced to everybody you're not trying for a while. So I uh, I've always kind of liked the Red Sox too. I, I'm kind of a well, their their fans are are grilling them because yeah. they let they traded Betts. They let Bogarts walk. Uh, they paid Trevor Story a ton of money. He's good. He's not great. He's good. And then. You know they're they're going to have to pay somebody. They they're going to have to pay Devers. I guess Trevor Trevor Story becomes a shortstop again. Yeah, he? and he's he's really good. Yeah, he's yeah. probably not great. He's not Mookie Betts, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Anyway, it's, it's, but I do think it's going to be interesting to see who about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to compete too. The Cardinals and they got Contreras. Wi- uh, yeah, Contreras. They, they yeah Williams' the, brother. Contreras. We'll see. All right, very good. Hey, um, we're going to talk more about this uh, as the week goes on. Back to football for a second here. Um, I asked how what the ceiling is for Trevor. He was one one. First pick in the draft, one one. The second year, the next year was Trayvon Walker. Where's his ceiling? What is he? Is it? Are you in agreement with me that he's a hand on the ground guy, and that's what he's going to have to be? I'm coming around on that. I think that would be the his most dominant position. I, I understand that they want to see if he can play outside linebacker, but what where I'm kind of leaning towards now is and this is a a kind of a crude example but it's the best one I can come up with you would take Aaron Donald with the first pick like if Trayvon Walker can be a dominant interior player who cares that that's worth its weight in gold I mean who cares if if he can't play outside linebacker if he you know I I 
I agree with that. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't I, by the way, if he becomes a down lineman and is a really good one, that's not an epic fail. It no. just means you change positions. Yeah, I mean I, I think if if he's somebody that can give you eight and a half, nine sacks from that position, okay, yeah, he's not giving you the seventeen or eighteen yeah. that an edge rusher might because right. he's not gonna have the opportunity. But if if he can give you that with the sort of disruption how well he plays the run, um Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I I'm fine if they want to continue playing him at outside linebacker and see if he can grow into that. Um I'm fine with that. But if if they wanted to move him inside, I'd have zero problem with that as well. And based on what we've seen, I I mean, I think it's it's hard to argue that's by far his best spot. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind, Lauren, that he's gonna be a good player. I, I I have no worry that Trayvon whether or not Trayvon Walker is going to be a good player, if he winds up inside or, or mm-hmm. with his hand on the ground, even as an end. If, if they if they keep a three four, and he and he winds up being a guy that that winds up being one of the three, and for the sake of the discussion, if Josh if they don't keep Josh Allen, if they don't extend Josh Allen, if he, if they don't they do a second contract with him, and for the sake of our conversation, Devin Lloyd plays outside, okay. Then, and he turns out good. I'm fine with that. Now the team's going to get beat up because one of the criticisms is don't draft don't draft left fielders and play them at shortstop. Draft shortstops to play shortstop. That that's that's what they're going to get criticized for because they they draft. You could make the argument they draft the two left fielders and try to play them at shortstop. You know. So, but I I agree with you. If you wind up being good, I I still think Trayvon's going to be a really good player. I I, I but I but I don't but but I. Look, I've been consistent. I didn't think he was a stand-up linebacker when they drafted him. I didn't think it was in the camp, and then I, then I watched it. I guess they were going to play him out there. But at 275, 280, he's, about to, he play, he's probably playing around 270 now. I'd put 15 pounds on him. I'd make him 285 and his hand would be on the ground, and good luck trying to block him. Yeah, well, you can't coach the, the speed and the power that he has, that agility. You can't coach that. You can coach pass rush, pass rush moves, which they certainly right. have been trying to. They did it this past offseason. And they hope that he grows in that regard. But, it, right, if it's more natural for him to have his hand on the ground, then they should keep him there. And if they have to change to a 4-3, not just based off of one person, but if your personnel overall works out better to be a 4-3, then you do that. And, and the one thing is, though, you tip if you need an edge rusher, you should draft an edge rusher, mm. not draft someone that you're trying to fit into that And that's why they're cri- – and, and that's Correct. right – and and that's what they're getting criticized with an edge rusher sitting there that you could have yeah, taken yeah. that plays that specific yeah. position that you yeah, wanted. And that's what they're getting criticized for. But I think Trayvon Walker is going to be a very good player. I, I don't worry now if they do decide he's the down guy. I don't see them all of a sudden switching to a four three, but I see them playing a lot of four man fronts, which is what they did last week. By the way, I see I see a you you can you can not necessarily change what your scheme is, but change how you play from week to week. And I, and I do and I do see some of that. I. My gut tells me he's a down lineman. My gut tells me Devin Lloyd's an outside guy. Yeah, he, my, my gut, that's what I think he is. I think he's an outside guy. Now, he played well inside last week, but I think he's an outside guy. Do you think that Doug Peterson will hire someone to kind of be the consultant for the defense? That I don't know. And I'll ask him that. I, that I don't know. I don't know. You know, he's going to look back and evaluate everything. Right. Part of it is how the guys played. Did Hopefully they, after the postseason is yeah, when they evaluate. Jaguars great. postseason. After, he's going to evaluate how everybody got aligned. And by the way, he's going to do a self-scout of himself as a play caller. He's going to assess Mike Caldwell as a play caller. He's going to look at everything they did. I don't have any indication now that he's – nothing Nothing I've seen screams coaching change. 
I know fans love to have coaching changes. They love to fire coordinators, and nothing I see screams coaching change. What I do think is, I do think position change or different alignment with guys, I do think what we've seen screams that a little bit, which is why I think that's what you're going to wind up seeing. So we'll see. It'll, it'll be fun to watch then. But, but Trayvon Walker, I'll tell you this, the sack last week, that was a man, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, mean, I know, yes. I know it was a, the, the Titans didn't do a great job. They had, they had the tight end on him first, and then the tackle got there late. But you still got to make the play. And I thought he made a made a big time play. So, yeah, I, most guys would have just sacked Ryan Tannehill, not strip sacked time Ryan Tannehill. It's coming up tonight. You guys bringing the heat? Victory Tuesday. That yeah. means we are sizzling. Yeah, but I was going to ask you how do you guys look on the beam, which made <laughs> me wonder when is gymnastics? It's in the spring. It's in the spring. I mean, technically, it Winter. starts I think January, but okay. it's it's a spring yeah. sport. How how are we going to be? We're going to be good. We're going to be really good. Are we like always is like Florida like always good? Is yes. that like like almost like North Carolina basketball or Duke basketball? Yes. Is, it, is that what right? is typically always a top five team, if not higher than that? Uh, but of course, we talked about it last year. Trinity Thomas is returning, yeah. That's so right, that's she right. is one of the best. She's gymnasts. the Caleb Williams of yeah. gymnastics. Absolutely, okay. yes. Except so hopefully being... she gets to go and compete for a national championship like Florida did last year. Remember, Florida just lost the national championship last year by a couple scores. Did they finish second? Second. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They finished. Yeah. And well, it, how was the judging in that? I hated the judging. I thought it was rigged, and I think all of those people should be fired. Well done, well done by the way. <laughs> well, well, very, very good moment for you, Carline, right there. So, very, All right, so uh, tonight, uh, Hamilton Hills, you, Taylor, Mia. That's right. No yep. done, no Victory done. Tuesday, right. celebrating the win over the Titans in Nashville. All right, enjoy the, enjoy the hour off. Danny Thompson joins us after this on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. Okay, bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security. Security and automation experts. One, two, three. You know Jeff Whitaker, don't have? Yeah, of course. Of course I know Jeff. Who do I know Jeff? He's doing a lot of new hats. I think I'm going to get one that says whisper. Are you? Yeah. Are you? That's what you came up with this whole week? That's all I got. <laughs> you see the look on his face? Yeah, that's all like, I got. And, and, and by the way, I was scrambling to come up with something right now because I realized I didn't have anything. You can say whatever you want. I'm just happy Graham's not here. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, just wait. Uh, yeah, he might show up right yeah. now. He ain't coming for us. If he comes, it's yeah. for you. That's for sure. Danny Thompson with us. Um, we'll get to AR and some of the college stuff in a minute. But uh, the lead has to be Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. We have raved and raved and raved about, my goodness, an NFL quarterback can't play much better than he did on Sunday, Denny. No, no. And the best throw was an incompletion. Yeah, yeah. The best throw was the Zay Jones throw. Yeah, you're right. Where he had his arm. That I jumped out of my couch on that throw. And if you want to know how confident that kid is, just go watch that throw. He didn't think about anything. He ripped it to the one place it could be. And if he would have caught that. Yeah, I know. I mean, probably should have been interference. His, his it should have been. His arm is being pinned. It should. I don't even care. It was that good of a throw. Yeah. Like, I th- I thought maybe the best play he made was the scramble on the ball to Agno on the left side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought. I mean, that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing quick little quarterbacks do, not six foot six guys do. Don't you think? Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, even the even when he extended to get over the goal line. Yeah. I mean, he outran that edge rusher, which in the NFL is a four six guy. I mean, Walker, my youngest, and I were talking, and we were like, okay, you got to have a quarterback for seven years. Where does he fall? Third? Behind Mahomes and Allen? We had to talk today. Yeah. We, we, we had to talk today. We That's said, what we said. We, we yeah. said, I said, we, we put it at 10 years. We said, ten, we said, if there's 10 years and you could pick a guy, it's funny. It's really funny you said that because we yeah. just had that same thing on the show. 
we agreed, Hayes and I agreed, that Mahomes and Allen, you'd probably pick them first. Mm -hmm. And then if it's 10 years, I don't think there's anybody else I'd pick ahead of Trevor. I don't either. I I don't either. I mean, we saw this. We saw this coming, right? Like, I mean, even early in the year, he missed a couple throws. We talked about it every week. It's like, calm down. Calm down, everybody. Like, he's he's going to get these. He had major mechanical changes in the offseason. And, y'all, he is everything we thought he would be right now. And tell, tell me about the mechanical changes in the offseason. What did he change? Uh, sequencing is a lot better. I mean, the order that's what, what coming that through. So, so, when you throw a football, it's like swinging a golf club. Your arm does not go first. Your arm kind of goes last, okay. right? Your hip's clear, and then it's elbow, hand type of thing. And last year, if you watch, when he would throw certain routes, his arm would kind of stack up over his body, and it would sell on him, right? And and, okay. and so it's kind of a push. Well, that push isn't there. Okay, that, it, it is now super whippy. He's really fluid in his motion. Right. Still like a little bit of room to go mechanically, but he's just got so much arm talent that when he's hot like he's been the last couple of weeks, and I thought even the Detroit line, yeah. the Detroit game, he was fine. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. If you took all the quarterbacks right now, I still think he's third. If yeah. if, if you if you yeah. redrafted everybody and said for next year, I'm I'm not sure he's much further down the list yeah. than third now. I don't have a good enough eye for the mechanical stuff you said, but you're right about the ball sailing. Mm-hmm. That was Hayes. That's where his, his even early this year the misses were high. You yeah. know, so interesting. That's what I think is so cool about his development is getting back to. You can almost everybody can almost have a different favorite Trevor throw. Yep. You know, in the Ravens game, you know, we just we just asked him, you know, what was your favorite throw because he had had so many in that game. And again, uh, you know, Sunday in Tennessee, I mean, it, it was just it was magical. I mean, the touchdown throw to Ingram, the uh, really the only one that he said was a bad throw was the touchdown to Zay because he didn't quite clear yeah. the defender. Um, but, Same uh, play, by the way, they ran against Baltimore that he squeezed in. And this time the corner dropped a little bit more. They are killing cover two. If you want to play cover two against Jacksonville, go ahead. But that's where they're making their money right now. Why is that? Why is that? He's very confident. And and cover two, you've got what's called a rail or a hole shot down the sideline at, you know, somewhere between 16 and 21 yards. And, and the name escaped me, the backup quarterback or backup running back hasty. He hit a couple weeks ago on that right sideline. Yeah. Yep. Great throw. And then he hit Zay against the same coverage on what was supposed to be a corner route, but he kind of brought him down to fit that cover two uh, look. And he did it again. So in a standard cover two, that safety's on the hashes. The cornerbacks only drop so far. Right. So that's why that window, I'm trying to understand and have our listeners. So the corner, that's why that window is there in between how far the cornerback dropped and how much the, the safety comes over. That's right. The corner's responsibility is the flats. Yeah. Now, if there's not a flat threat, then they'll bail. But they always have a flat threat, even if it's a running back out of the backfield. And there's just a little window before that safety gets there. And it's a great opportunity, but I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of quarterbacks scared to throw that ball because if, if you're not decisive and you miss by a little, that's picked. Right? He is both. He's dialed in and he's decisive. And if you're a Jag fan, that's what you want to see right there. You want to see, you want to see teams go. Okay, we're a base cover two team, but they're killing cover two teams. So you want to see them have to make the adjustment, not Jacksonville. And I feel like that's where Trevor's at right now. How much do you talk to your guys about playing with an edge? And and what did you see out of Trevor? It seemed like the edge kind of came out a little bit more with him, particularly in the final moments of Sunday's win. We probably talk 
too much about playing with an edge because um, that's just kind of the style that that both Will and I kind of coach with. And we're kind of fiery guys, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I went to the Georgia High School State Championships, and we had we had a bunch of guys playing in that this past week. And that was the thing that I noticed with our guys is like our guys are going to talk their stuff, and they're going to get up and they're going to have fun. And we saw that click with Trevor what four or five weeks ago, and now it's you see what it looks like on the field, and it's it's awesome. And Trevor's very mild mannered off the field. Y'all know that, like as nice as can be. But, man, he is getting that edge. He is getting that when he steps on the field, and you can tell that his teammates are responding to that, no and question. that's fantastic. And, and teammates will. By the way, when it first happened, I said, oh, that's good. He's going to bat for his young center, Fortner, until I realized his young center is two years older than him. If, if, <laughs> yeah. if, the rookie center is two years older than the quarterback. <laughs> by the way, knowing you, I, when I have him here and Hayes asked that question, yeah. you would love the trash talk. I just know that. Oh, absolutely. You, you, I mean, you, that would be, you would love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, I found myself on the field in the Georgia State Championships, not because of a throw, right. but because our Florida State commit in the pouring down rain ran over a linebacker. And I look up, and I'm five yards on the field. <laughs> I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, you said you were at the Georgia State Championship game. Were you at the game where the guy got tackled at the three and they called it a touchdown? Yeah, I was right behind him. Really? That was you saw it, didn't you, Hayes? Oh yeah, it was they horrible. They tackled him at the three yard line. The side just here and called touchdown. I I don't know. I mean, I was on the other side, like right behind that, and I right. saw it, and I was like, I don't. And then and then I heard there was a Georgia whatever their high school association is kind of head of officials right yeah. next to me, and he's like on the radio. He's like, okay, we got to get these guys out of here right when the game ends. Really? And that game ended, and those older gentlemen haven't run that fast in a long yeah, time. I bet they haven't. Yeah. They were out of there. Yeah, and they, and they they could have turned in their uniform because hopefully the one on the near side never works again. Oh, that was that was egregious. What was he? What did he think he saw? I don't know. I don't know. If if you haven't seen it, you need to go look at it because it is one of the five worst calls I've seen in the history of if, any yeah, type of football. A, I would a, agree. What, it's a quarterback. For people that didn't see it, it's a quarterback power essentially. They snap it to the quarterback, and he runs. It's even more than that. It's like a full house, and he runs behind two guys, and he gets tackled around the three and thrown down at the two. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near the goal. Line. Nowhere. And he called it a touchdown. And it cost that other team the state championship. Yeah, yeah. It's a state this wasn't like a random touchdown. That's right. the go-ahead that it, they ended up winning the game. Yeah, so. Sad. Were you surprised being there that they couldn't – Not, and I'm not – sorry, I'm not trying to make it all about this moment, but just was there, I guess, no other official that had any kind of – That was the weird thing because the other official in the middle was spotting the ball, and then all of a sudden this guy just randomly just threw his hands up. Right. And what was even weirder about it is right over his right shoulder was a big jumbotron that was showing it. And oh. I will give all the credit in the world to the coach, and I don't remember the team's name. It was uh, Sandy Creek and Cedar Grove. Yeah, so Those Cedar Grove was I think Nick the, Chubb went to Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove was the beneficiary of this. No, Sandy Creek was. So the Cedar Grove coach, I will give all the credit because I may have been in jail. Like, I, if I was the coach of that team, like you, you just stole a state championship from my guys. It was – Terrible and and the uh, yeah, it was now they that's played, a shame they couldn't like confer as a uh, as a then, crew yeah it and is. be like and then, then just kind of peek over at the jumbo yeah, and then exactly. figure out that yeah we've got this one they, really really they wrong play at Georgia State right which is the old Ted that's right and, uh, did you know that yeah Turner Field the old, oh, right, the old Ted that. is now what's it like for football did, it's did, fantastic did they do a good job they really it? did they did yeah, a great I job a bit, you know they turned they, they took the Ted they built um the Sun Trust or whatever it's called now Truist. Uh, up north, and then they were going to blow up the Ted. Yep. And then Georgia State went to him and said, no, 
we'll pay whatever it takes to turn it into a football. But it's good. It, they did a great job. Okay, it, it, it was a little aggravating because the rain was terrible all week, yeah. and there's a beautiful dome ten minutes away. Yeah, yeah. I, but they've I, done a great job. In fact, I was there with Mike Yersich from Penn State, okay. and at some point he's like, "What? How did they get the stadium?" And so I kind of told him, "He's like, oh." Yeah, it's like I didn't even know this was a baseball field. Yeah, that was like, the Ted. That, yeah, that was, that was the that was the home the Chipper built, and all of a sudden it's, it's weird like, that Hank Aaron's statue though is in a random parking lot now. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, that's like I parked right next to it, and it's just a that twenty dollar pay lot. It's just kind of that is that weird. is that's yeah. sad. Uh, final thing on Trevor, we'll take a break. Then we'll talk about the college stuff. Um, we all talked about it. He's one of the top quarterbacks. What I mean, they played Dallas this week. Dallas is yeah. really good, really good on defense. But I do believe when you have Mahomes or Josh Allen. Or whoever you're always in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a hunch he may have a big game this week. Do you feel that way? I don't know how you could feel any different. Yeah, I, I think everybody should have that confidence, and most importantly, the team should. Right. There should be a swagger on that team right now. About sixteen. Sixteen keeps you in games, and he's going to win some games that you're not supposed to win. I mean, the the football's almost gotten to where, and it really has. Football, it all really at the NFL level. Is almost gotten to where it's basketball. That if you've got Magic or Michael Jordan or Bird, you're gonna. It doesn't matter what else is around you. You're gonna win the game. That's right. In football, I mean, don't you? Football's kind of gotten like that, hasn't it? It has. And I, and we talked about this a lot in the offseason. You got to give Doug Peterson credit because as the year has gone on, you've seen an evolution in their offense, and you see them spreading the ball around, and you see what Doug Peterson is so great at, which is creating matchups. Right. That's right. And now that he and Trevor are on the exact same page, the ball's coming out quickly. What was that the sixth game without a sack? Yeah. That's great for the offensive line, but that says a lot about Peterson and Trevor as well. Yeah. And I, I just think they're in a good rhythm. And, and if they can find a way to win this week, man, watch out. His pocket presence, and again, you have a way better eye than this than I do, but it seems like there's real comfort in the pocket. He climbs the pocket more comfortably. Do you see that? Do you sense he, that too? He's quick, but he's patient. Yeah. Right? He, he, but it wasn't like that before. He's always had a good presence, but there was the – he had a tendency to throw the ball away a little too soon at times. Okay. I don't think we see that anymore. And I think some of that is just that I confidence. I thought it was both, Danny. I thought sometimes he, let, he, he, the, he could have trusted the pocket more. I thought other times he held the ball too long. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And neither one of those are happening now. But you know what happens when you get confidence? Is that guy that you thought was covered yeah. isn't covered anymore yeah. because you see a window. That's a good point. And, and that's what he's doing now. Yep. Yes, good point. Good stuff. Let's take a break. We'll talk more about the, the college stuff. I wonder what Anthony Richardson, is he here training yet? Uh, what are you hearing about the portal? All that coming up. Stay with us. Well, first of all, congratulations to Anthony. You know, a tough decision, one that he's worked hard to create uh, right in that gray area. Um, and, you know, those are hard, right, because he wants to please, uh, certainly cares about this place. Uh, Billy Napier talking about Anthony Richardson. Um, Denny Thompson here. Okay, update us on AR. Is he is he is he working out yet? Is he, does he get a break and then starts? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, we're still he's still on a break, but yeah. we're medical nutrition. We're di- doing all of that stuff now. When does he move to Jacksonville? Uh, next week. Oh, okay, so we, okay, so yeah. that's how that works. I, yeah. I, I didn't know. I don't know. Maybe you take the holidays and you and you catch your breath, but no, no. well, with him being right down the road in Gainesville, yeah, you're right. He'll come up next week. He'll leave. You know, Friday after. We get done, and he'll spend Christmas with mom and brother, and then be right back Christmas okay. night probably because we're early that next Monday, the twenty sixth. You said something, and I didn't follow up on this. I went back and listened. Shame on me. You said it's a seven or eight hour day. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, you can't throw all that time. Your arm no. will fall off. No, we only throw probably yeah 
75 to 90 minutes of that. Okay, so so take me through it, whether it's him or whoever else. I mean, Gennaro, take me through the day. It's Monday morning, um, seven or eight-hour day to get a quarterback ready for the draft. What are you doing? He starts off with uh, Torque Sports Performance and Dr. Grimelli every day. Okay. And so again, um, what, is that, that what, is, what does that mean? So that's physical training, that's medical, that's all that kind of stuff, speed training. So does he show up at your, your facility? He shows up at theirs there. first, okay. yep. And then from there – um, eat. We got nutritionist, so chef, running. all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna start back to what's it called torque. Yeah, torque. So you go back there. They stretch. They run. You, you, it's physical agility. Uh, right. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but I'm trying for people well, hearing PT, this right now. It's all of it. Okay. So it's uh, it's, it's uh, Tom, the guy, the owner, is a doctor. He's a physical therapist. Okay. So he he's it's all of that. Okay. And so that's an hour, several hours. hours. Several. No, hours. that's okay. several hours, and then we'll get some food in him. Okay. All of his meals are pre-planned out. Okay. Again, you see what I'm saying? If you're a listener, thinking, okay, what is the – so from 8 o'clock for whatever, 8 o'clock to 10, stretching, the, the physical therapist watching and making sure all that stuff's working right. Mm-hmm. He may run. He may lift. He may stretch. Any of that, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Yep. Then, then and, 10 or 11, then the, the nutrition part starts. Right. And then we'll uh, we'll throw. And depending and on what day facility. it is. The, we've got outdoor and indoor. Okay, it depends so you, on the day. Gotcha. Yep. So we'll do that. Who and catches? Then, um, who, who catches? We have receivers. Oh, you do? Yeah, we okay. have receivers. And so then once we get done with that, depending on the day, it'll either be film or whiteboard or something along those lines, and then he'll go to recovery. Um, again, and then, again, you know what all these words mean. We don't. So so, so he finishes throwing mm-hmm. and maybe goes and eats lunch, right? Right. Then he comes to your facility. You see whiteboard. You talk about different plays. You watch yep. tape. Yep. Here's what the linebacker does. Here's what happens in cover two. And, and do you grade him? Does he? Does he? How no, does we we have a a team, and there's a process or a curriculum over the course of those two months that we're trying to hit all the things that he's going to get asked about, yeah. right? So that could even be when I say whiteboard, or that time could even be like some personal time of okay, let's let's go through your film, and that's the I first couple you. weeks, and you're you. going to explain to me what you were thinking on this play, what I you did you. on this play. That's a long process. Okay. So, right. All right. So, so again, for the listener listening, wakes up, um, does the body assessment, PT, blah, 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 has something to eat. Then he comes and throws with you for, you know, late morning, whatever, has lunch after that. It's on the board, looking at plays, looking at tape. Okay. Got it. I mean, yep. that, that makes sense to me now. Yep. Okay. And then he'll go from there to some type of recovery. And what does that know, whether What does that entail? Again, it goes back to Tom. It's whatever Tom has kind of lined up, okay. whether it's – It could be an know, ice tub. It, it could, could be, be yeah, yeah okay. it could be, um, you know, swimming. It could be whatever it is. Yeah. And, and then, then we just do that Monday through Friday. Because that's, fa- that's fascinating to me. What, what a guy trying to get ready for the draft – and this is, we're just on quarterbacks. I'm sure every position has their own thing. Yeah, 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 but yeah. That, that's just fascinating to me that it's a it's an eight-hour workday. Yeah. I don't think people realize – I think people think, you know, I'm coming out early. I'm going to make sure I don't eat too much. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have a pro day, yeah. but he he now has an eight hour day job. Now this is this is strenuous time. Yeah, I mean, when you're entering the draft, you really don't get a break yeah. until after the draft. I mean, because your pro day is, I mean, his pro day is gonna be late March, so we'll have you know two or three weeks between that and the draft, and then he'll have draft, and then he'll be right in OTAs, um, and, and wherever he's drafted, I will move for a couple of months, and we'll continue to get him ready for the NFL season. Oh, so I see. It's, yeah, it's it's a uh, I'm ex- it's exciting. But he and I were talking actually when I was on the way in here. 
And it was like, okay, okay, we're and we're almost done with all of the medical, and we're almost done with getting nutrition information with Jenna Braddock, and we're almost done with all this stuff, and then we get to work. And so at this point, we've just done so much house shopping for where he's going to stay and all that that we just want to work now. Yeah. And so we got another couple of days of some loose ends to tie up, and then we get to the fun part. And then Carolina takes him, uh, and the next thing you know, he's looking for a place in Charlotte, and you're going to rent a place in Charlotte for two months. Right. Interesting. Yep. That's fascinating stuff. It's funny that you said Charlotte because Todd McShay released a mock draft today, which now we're paying a lot of attention to with, with AR, and he's got uh, the Panthers selecting Richardson 11th overall. Uh, do you start to think about, and obviously we don't know what who's going to be coaching the Panthers, what kind of system, but do you start to, just from your perspective, do you start to think about ideal areas and ideal teams for him, or it's just go as high as he can go because obviously that's going to be the biggest rookie contract. Yeah, I mean, that's where our focus is right now. Now, the greedy part of me, there are certain places that I want to live for two months <laughs> and certain places I don't want to live for two months. But Buffalo's got a guy, you're good. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So it's, you know, there's that part. But right now the focus is get him healthy, right, get, get him all healed up. Um, getting to where he's performing at his maximum ability, and then figure out what that performance looks like. Are we running the 40? Are we not running the 40? What are we doing? What's our pro day script look like? What are you doing at the combine? But the, I think the biggest thing for him are those interviews and, and that the medical part of the combine. And if he aces those things, which I suspect he will, then I don't think that you can look at a mock draft that has him too high. You know, There's that possibility. I'm not saying he's going number one, but if you if you – if somebody said that, I wouldn't be like, ah, you're an idiot, right? Also, wouldn't say you're an idiot if somebody had him going 30. Yeah. So it's there's there's some pressure uh, for him and for us to make sure we do this right. And the uh, the mock draft that's McShay now. That's, that that isn't that, correct. That, that isn't your neighbor Walt. That's I'm not right. going to read the description because yeah. I think it'll upset Denny, and I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Upset no, that's him. fine. Um, Who but, cares what his description is? Yeah, but 11. he has him going 11. Yeah. He so, he says, okay, this one's going to raise some eyebrows. Full disclosure: taking Richardson this early is way too rich for my blood. Then he goes on as to why he talks about kind of the lack of experience, mm-hmm. but and this is going to be the key for Anthony, and you've said this all all since the beginning. But what choice do the Panthers have if they can't find an answer in free agency? And there are so many teams that are going to be staring down the barrel of what are you doing at the most important yeah. position, and that and that demand that's going yeah. to be out there in the NFL helps yeah. Anthony because yeah, I mean. There's really just Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I don't get why Will Levis is right. – he's got Levis going like fourth overall. Right. Do you understand that at all? With- I understand the infatuation. I, I've seen him throw live, and it's impressive. But he's got two years to take, and, and I don't see a whole lot of difference in him and Anthony. So if, if you're going to use that reasoning for Anthony, you should double down on Will, right, because he's got two years of experience. I would put 11 at like that over-under. Like, I don't, without knowing the teams mm-hmm. – like I, I, if I was Vegas, I would, I would probably say that's a, you know, that's probably where I would start. I'll say this. Let me say this too, now, because it looks like now he's going in the first round somewhere. I think most people think worst case, high second, but probably going somewhere in the middle of the first round. Because these guys rise anyway. Yeah, yeah that's right. The quarterbacks I mean, rise. If, if, and, and and we all know that he was going to be very good in the test season, because in the test season he's going to be off the charts on everything. I'll give Denny. I'll give you credit on this. I'm serious about this. Rocket scientists like me, I had him moving to tight end. I had him transferring out. I had him coming back for another year. You have never wavered. You said mm-hmm. he's going to come out this year and he's going to go in the first round. Yeah. I think you were saying that 
the week of the Utah game, right on through the bad games or the not as good games. So there's no doubt. Well, I, I now would be shocked if he's not a first. I can't take credit for it. I was being told that. By, it's not by, like I was by GMs, it. right? Like right. it's not. By, I was dreaming that up, but you yeah. weren't being told that by your neighbor. You were told that by NFL GMs. And there, there's a. You know, on our end, like, it's so exciting right now because there's an energy about this. Because a lot of these times, you're just putting on a dog and pony show. And, and you know, we had Brock Purdy last year. Yeah. We had Ian Book the year before. And, you know, those were awesome. We had great times. But there wasn't at stake what this is. Yeah. And if this is what you want. You want as an athlete. You want as a trainer. You want everything riding on this. And so we, we have an energy that we haven't had at six points in a long ever. Yeah. Because there's there's – Tens of millions of dollars at stake on what these next three months look like. You told him, talked about Brock Purdy. Did he make the league? Was he around at all? <laughs> is, is, is he still playing? Um, tell me about that story. What a story that is. Man, I, I was. I think I burned two thousand calories watching that game. Yeah, I, I was. It was so exciting, and Brock's such a good guy. Is he, he? Is, yeah, he's so much fun. It was so much fun to work with, and we still work with him. And and we talked to him today. He's just. You pull for that guy. He's living large right now, but but he's not. Yeah, he's not. He is. He's the kind of guy. He's just focused. Yeah. Now, you know, the, I thought the 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 shot of his dad kind of wiping the tears away that almost got me. Yeah, like I mean, it's that's the story though. That's the story. Is is it's a it's a kid who was the last pick in the draft that had to fight and claw to be the last pick in the draft. And we had a great article written about him and about our process by Sports Illustrated last week, even before that game. Yeah, and he made such big strides to even get to that last pick in the draft in draft season last year, then now you look at it and you go, man, this has got a chance to be one heck of a story in the long run. Where's Chubba? Nebraska? Chubba's at Nebraska. Any good? I haven't seen him. Do you work with him? No. Mm-mm. Oh, so you worked with Brock but not Chubba? Yeah, we haven't We haven't seen Chubba yet. Huh. Were you excited about uh, Lagway coming to oh, Gators? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place no, here. You are all over the place. We all are. Yeah. So am I. Yeah, yeah. I like it. But, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's a baller. He's He's got – how will he translate? You know, you obviously know what Napier likes to do with Anthony Richardson and things like that. Your experience and your expertise dealing with him, if 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 it is Lagway, what will he bring uh, to the Gator offense? In your opinion, a lot of the same traits that Anthony has athletically. I don't think he's as fast. He's not as explosive. And he's not as big, but he's a little more elusive than what I think Anthony is. Anthony's, you know, north and south going to run you over, and he'll put out some moves every now and then. Lagway's a little bit more elusive. He's got great arm talent. Um, still got a little ways to go with that arm, as you would expect an 11th grader to have, right? But when you look at a 17-year-old and you look at his body and his arm and what he's done in Texas high school football, like that is a huge get for Florida. And now they are, if they can find their guy this year, they're set up for the future of the quarterback position for the next five years. Portal guy. Yeah. Yeah, Portal oh. guy in 2023. It's got to be. And then Rashada and Black. I think it's a battle. Yeah, I think it's a battle from day one. And that's what you want. You want a battle. We'll take a break. One one more segment with Denny. we come back, I'm going to ask you about a bunch. I'm going to ask about your guys, Austin Reed, Jeff Sims. Uh, update us on how Gardner's doing. I want you to give us an idea what you what we should expect from Jack Miller, who's going to play for Florida. What, what do you think they will do with him? It'll be the normal offense. So got a lot of stuff in the final segment with Denny. Stay with us. Ten years from now, there ain't, ain't going to be anybody talk to anybody. You know, it's going to be this. 
Do you want to go out on a date with me? I don't know. What do you look like? Well, I look kind of like this. Okay, well, what are your interests? Well, what do you think my interests are? Uh, looking into this thing and typing into this, just like yours are. Well, yeah, no kidding. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah, that's right, virtually everyone. Well, where do you want to go? Well, what difference does it make? Because all we're going to be doing is looking in this machine anyway. That's true. In the end, it's going to be tough to perpetuate this, uh, the species. There's no question about that. Well, we're going to enjoy looking in this box, and eventually we're all going to be extinct and die out. Well, that's how it ends. Oh, Mike, Mike Lee, God rest his soul, uh, died yesterday at the age of 61. Really, really sad day. Danny, what made his offenses so good? Why was he so? Why was he such a good coach? He's had all the answers. He didn't change what he did. Yeah. You know, Gardner played for him and right. talked to Gardner. Gardner's, you know, heartbroken by all I'll this. I bet he is. And, uh, but it's interesting hearing Gardner talk about playing for him. It's, it's just like, you know, he calls one play and they can run it against five different defenses right. and he always gets the quarterbacks that know exactly where to go with the ball and it's just frustrating. They say seven seven plays with 70 formations or That's something right. like that. So That's so, right. Yeah, so. I mean, that install's like done yeah. <laughs> two weeks into camp. All right, so tell me about some of the guys that I know you work with. Gardner's doing fine, right? What, what, what's his contract situation? He's, he's a free agent. agent. Oh, so he's a year to year. Okay, so yeah. so at the end of this he's year, he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah. Okay, so oh, that's right. This that's is right. year four. That's right. Yeah. Good point. So okay, um, Jeff Sims, Austin Reed, guys you work with, uh, they're both in the portal. Have both been in the portal. What's the? What can you update us? So can Jeff's taking his visits. Okay. And uh, I know he's at Nebraska last week. Okay. And so I, he's he's gonna he's got so much demand. I think he's probably gonna take. A few more. Okay. Just kind of see. Former Sandalwood quarterback for people that don't know. Very good player. Yeah. Highly thought of in, in the portal. Highly thought of. And then Austin has decided to take his name out of the portal. He has. Okay. Yeah. So he's going to stay at Western Kentucky. Okay. Throw for a bajillion yards again. He he likes it up there. He likes Helton up there. The he head had coach. some choices. Oh, he had a ton of choices. Yeah. In some ways, maybe too many. And, yeah. and, and this is just me spitballing, but you know, I think I think at the end of it, it was almost like because Austin was not recruited highly out of high school, and then he ended up at Division Two, and then, you know, I, I think almost knowing that there was demand for him was good enough in some ways. And he didn't tell me that, but it's it's yeah. just, you know, when you put the work in, we put in the last eight days, and I say we, me, him, his parents, and everybody, and then you decide to stay, it's almost like okay, I'm I'm cool with that, I'm awesome with that. But now you know you could play with the big guys. Yeah, like yeah. you're in demand, and and he's going to be drafted next year if he has another year like he did this year. Right. And he Bowling Green's a beautiful place, so why not go anywhere else? Has anything surprised you about the portal so far this year? Uh, just the amount of money being thrown around. It, it's like if I'm a decent quarterback and uh, Ball State uh, has an interest in me, what kind of money? Six figures. Six figures. Yeah, and if six figures. And if let's say uh, Texas, oh, you're seven. Wow. Yeah, I, I, pretty it, amazing. It's, it really is. It really, really is. And I don't know about the other positions. I don't do anything with mm-hmm. them. But the conversations this year uh, are way different than previous years, even last year. I mean, it is. Um, you can't really talk about it with the coaches. That can't be part of the recruiting pitch, even for yeah even current for, yeah. college athletes. Okay. Right, but it is. Uh, it's being handled. I'll put it that way. And I think all the colleges have their systems in place now and they've got their money guys and their collectives and, and they know, they, they know how to play the game and, and they're playing it way beyond what my expectations were. Final thing. Jack Miller is going to be the quarterback for Florida against Oregon state transfer from Ohio state was a four star out of Scottsdale that went to Ohio state. 
uh, was uh, fourth or third behind Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud, so he left because he wasn't going to be out Stroud. Um, played behind Anthony Richardson in the spring game. It was he and A.R. Mm-hmm. They were way ahead of Kitna and Del Rio Wilson and those guys. But then Kitna passed him. We all know what happened with Kitna. So Miller's going to play in the game. Tell me about him. What what to look for? What is he? It was it was uh the right before he got hurt. I was down there okay. and saw him in a practice and thought he looked remarkably better than he did in the spring when he, I saw him. He did not look good in the spring, correct? No, and and that may just be he learned the offense right, right? and right. he had that summer to get in. I don't even know what the injury was. I mean, I've oh. got a great relationship. I, I know it's a thumb, but oh, I'm yeah, like, okay, I got it, got it. That's a really bad thumb to keep you out that long. Um, so I don't know where he's at physically, but if I'm assuming he's 100%, I, I think he obviously don't have the juice that Ant's got, you know, running the ball. But he's he's a good passer. It's a pretty ball. He's he's on time with things. So um, it, it's one of those things I'm interested to see because it could go really bad because he hasn't gotten a lot of action this year in practice or anything, or it could go really good and it could give you a sense of security going into next year. I still I don't think it matters what he does. They're still going in the portal, I believe. But having that either competition or that solidified second guy, because you it's it's a saying, but it's true, you are one play away. And and that could be for a whole season. I think Florida needs him to play well to go into next year with any type of solidified expectations. How do you think Florida will play in the bowl game? Terrible. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I I, I mean watching Jack Miller is the only reason I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, we're all, I, we're I just wanna see. Him. Well so what do you do if you're you're be Billy Napier for a second? You got this guy's never played. You're playing a pretty good team. Um, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Uh, what are you doing? What running. Are you, I mean, that that's run, run, run. Run, run, run. Make sure you know the five or six pass plays or concepts that Jack's comfortable with, that he feels like he's seeing well against that defense. You got a ton of film against them, so you know what they're going to do, right? Or a ton of film of them, so you know what they're going to do. You go in with a really simplified game plan, and you try to get out of there. You try to get out of there healthy. You try to get out of there uh, with your young guys getting some time and getting some film so that you can study. And you, you obviously try to win. I mean, that's important for them. Um, but I think for them at this point, it's the extra practices are the benefit. And then the fact that you're going to have a lot of young guys get get some time. I think, Hayes, um, this is runner on first down, runner on second and seven. Maybe runner on third and five. Yeah, that's that game. I mean, it's that game, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I it, think so. Now Oregon State knows you're playing that game too, so you're running against crowded boxes, right? Yeah, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I, I would. I recruiting for a second. I, how do you feel like it's going for Florida, uh, Florida State, Miami? Uh, anything recruiting wise that has caught your eye? I, I just go by what I'm hearing from those guys. I'm not really a big recruiting guy. Um, Florida feels like they're doing really well, and and you know Florida State, man. I listen. Florida State, the 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 deck is stacked against them in recruiting, and what they're doing is really impressive. They don't have a football only facility. They don't have the budget that Florida and Georgia and all these teams that they're competing with have. They are going off of relationships and the strength of the team team's direction, and it's working. And hey, I'm a Florida fan, but and listen, you you got to tip your cap to what Mike Norvell and staff is doing now. Miami, I have no idea what to expect. I don't know what signing day is going to look like for them. You keep hearing rumors about different guys, but Cristobal's a vet, and he's done this. This ain't his first rodeo. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they stay in the top ten. 
Is does FSU have a plan to build a football building? I know they they got an indoor facility, but do, as far as the a football a football building, an office, do they plan to build? I'm, one I'm assuming because when you walk in there, there's a big picture, but that picture's been there for two years. Okay, but but like, I haven't heard any talk. There's not it. been a shovel in the ground. They anna- I want to say Miami's they had, got one. Miami already has. They have one. a beautiful one actually. Yeah. I, I want to say that Florida State announced the intention, and I could be wrong. To build their footballing facility the same time Florida did, and Florida's is already up. Yeah, and they haven't put a shovel in the ground in Tallahassee. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't heard of Hayes. Have you heard anything about that? I have not. I have not. I haven't but even it, heard it, talk about. But it. in recruiting, it feels Florida had a big weekend uh, in terms of official visitors. Yeah. this past weekend, it seems like you know there may be some momentum for them. They got a ton of momentum, and and I don't think that the play on the field is that big of a deal. People talk about you know the momentum they had mid-year and then what happens at the end when you lose to Vandy and Florida State I don't think anything happens I think it's it's relationship and it's it's you're selling kids on their future with them and why they're going to make you better right and I think as long as you have um, a good plan in place to show that to kids you're going to be fine and I think Florida does all right Danny Thompson great work man see you next week yes sir all right Danny Thompson talking quarterback play uh, with us let's say hello to Taylor Dahl now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. How you doing? I'm great. How are Good you? Good to see you. How's Good everything? to see you. Everything's great. I'm a little um, scratchy from cheering for the yeah. game on Sunday, yeah. but that means it was a win and it was fun. Wins so, are good. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And that was, to me, probably the most fun I've watched the Jags play and and probably since 2017 personally. Yeah. Well, for a guy from a guy that stays awful busy during those games, also, <laughs> it's pretty fun for me too. I bet, I so bet that was, a, that, was a, that was a pretty fun game all the way around. And let me tell you, uh, between that, a big win in Tennessee, and then the Bears had a bye, so I didn't have Not a loss. A loss. There. <laughs> there you go. So, 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 like, you have a birthday coming up. I do. When is your birthday? It is next Tuesday, actually. Okay. See, my wife's birthday is Friday. Is it? Oh, yeah. I didn't know we were that close. You are, yeah. My so brother, you have she's, she's the 16th. Two Christmas time birthdays yeah, you have you, to how buy do you feel, for. How do you feel <laughs> about Christmas time birthdays? Do you hate it? I, she hates it. I've It's never bothered me much personally. Like, as a kid, it was kind of cool because I always had off. Like, yeah. we had off for Christmas, so I always had my birthday time around that, like, a okay. long vacation, uh, you know? Okay. So that was kind of nice. Uh, obviously, you do get, they're like, all right, well, we'll get you birthday present or Christmas present. Yeah. They might be combined a little bit, so that altered things, but it, it never affected me too much. You know who loves when people have Christmas birthdays? Hmm. Uh, the husband. Oh, I bet. You only get to shop one time. It's just phenomenal. I'll get, I'll, I'll just get one this, time get a year. This will be birthday. This will be Christmas. It's phenomenal. <laughs> she hates it. She wishes her birthday was in July, so I couldn't do that. Yeah, so two times a year you have yeah, to do it. I get, I get that. Exactly I get it. Right. So, what do you think about Trevor? you think the Jags are going to keep doing this? I think so. I think, and I've said this the last few weeks that I've seen Trevor, the the questions that I did have early in the season, and it was never ones where I was like I worried he wasn't going to eventually be the guy, but obviously there was some concerns that I had in the beginning um, when there was close games happening or just decision-making in certain times or holding on to the ball, things like that. And every time there's been an issue that's came up, the next time, the next game he's fixed it, and then you don't see it again either. So – that, to me, is impressive, and it's really fun to watch him just grow and get more and more comfortable with this offense. Obviously, Doug Peterson, I think, is just a huge part of this because mm-hmm. the way that he the way that he calls plays sometimes and the way that he does things for Trevor is great. And to me, the final little tally I saw this last week, 
was him get a little chippy, and I loved mm-hmm. it. Like, I wanted to see Trevor get a little mad. I wanted to see Trevor, like, not saying he never cared, because he cares, and people show they care a little bit differently, but I wanted that, like, umph from him, and I saw it, and I was like, that's it. We've got him. People He's liked here. chippy Trevor, didn't they? Absolutely. They, they liked they liked this. Cool. It was fun. Out. What's coming up tonight? What are we doing? Well, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about that, a lot mm-hmm. about that win and preview this next game. Uh, I know a lot of people are coming into town. I'm sure we'll see a, a good amount of Dallas fans. And Coach Campo, he, he, I had to reach out to him and ask if he was going to be in the press box this weekend. He was like, yeah. And I was like, well, you should behave this week. Right. And he was, like, right. <laughs> he was like, well, they know me, so they know how I'm like in the press box, so I'm not worried this week. But, yeah, so that obviously uh, a little bit of college football. Uh, not a whole lot. Mike Leach obviously is a really sad story that just came up, so I'm sure we'll get into that in some of our favorite quotes and times of things that he – because there's a million we could name when it comes to Coach Leach. But we'll do that. We'll talk about the NFL a little bit. I feel like it's a little crazy because when you look at – there's not a lot of, like, really, really good teams. And I feel like normal years around this time, we know. We know right. pretty much who's making that run in the playoffs. And right now you can, you know, Eagles and Bills and Chiefs. But aside from that, you're kind of looking at teams and you're like, it's a little open in a lot of spots. So yeah. we're going to make a look, take a look around that. After a handful of teams, it really is. All right, Taylor, thanks. Taylor and Mia and Lauren, they've got helmets and heels, and it starts right now. That'll do it for our program. Tomorrow, live from Island Wing Company, right here on Southside Boulevard. Stop by and say hello. For Hayes, Lauren, Gibby. I'm Frank Francis. So long. When it comes to marriages, the, the women lose their mind. Your fiance is going to lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind. Your mom is going to lose her mind. They're going to barrage you with constant questions. What should we wear? And then, uh, which of course my answer was, I don't care. What should we have for dessert? I don't care. But see, I don't care is not satisfactory at all.